0: Yeah, David sounds made
1: up. What the hell? Please call him, We call him George Glass because he's never around.
2: See through.
1: <laughs> I made David laugh. I love doing that. Three and a two and a one. The eleven o'clock comics episode one hundred and
0: sixty-eight. <laughs>
3: Yeah. The yeah. an ultimate episode. <laughs> you,
1: this is the vacation, the holiday episode.
2: Yeah, it's going. Yeah, this is, is our, our hiatus moment. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I,
1: it's not happening. If I have to do a 10-minute thing myself, I'm not do oh, no, 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 yeah. yeah.
3: tell, people to go outside and play with the fucking three-dimensional people for a week.
1: Christopher. Not, do not bite the hand that feeds.
3: No, I'm no, I'm happy. I've been, I've been. This is of, happy. Yeah, what I'm do you do yeah, with your place? i happy. Yeah, I've been out of the out of the house for four days and off in the north woods, getting back in touch with nature. It Was awesome, <laughs> with
1: nature. Yeah. Did you wipe your butt with a leaf?
3: Um, almost. I mean, we were in a cabin in the woods, which was kind of nice.
1: That's cool. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very, it was very nice. Fucking. Did you see the, a bear shit? <laughs> no, but um fucking raccoons were crazy up there. I <laughs> will oh, yeah. bust the fuck out of some raccoons mouths.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's nice. I the other hate day, the raccoons, dude, not,
2: <laughs> they are evil incarnate.
1: I see I they're hate paws. squirrels. I do not like squirrels. Yeah, they are no good. Too.
2: But raccoons are no good and have disease and are smart enough to be devious. Uh,
1: well, yeah. the the raccoons in our neighborhood they feel like they're entitled. They own the place, and they will. Oh, hiss, yeah. They'll hiss at you if you go near them.
2: Dude, and raccoon shit can be deadly. Really? Oh yeah. It's got like balls in it. No, it has a parasitic worm that can <laughs> oh, uh, that can lead to blindness and death.
1: <laughs> There's a comic in there. Oh, really? There yeah. is.
2: <laughs> raccoon so, man. Yeah, it's probably Pim- the Pim and Francie follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: spreading raccoon shit I all have over. No words. Here we
2: come. Yeah. Or at least a Harvey yeah mm, that's true
1: well hey, if all four of us yeah. vote for it yeah
3: hey the, you know the, I, I thought the harvey said a nice job this year <laughs>
1: cool. hey everybody it's 11 o'clock comics and i am happy vince p
3: if you are i'm oh. i'm i'm happy too i'm christopher naisman <laughs> i will take your word for it, christopher i'm david Price.
2: oh you guys it's good to hear your voices because of course back again i am Kana loa
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> you're you're kinda, no, you're not kind of. No, you're not kind of I know who that is. I think. Um,
2: it's the god of death, darkness, water, and squid.
1: Really, and squid. Well, where does yes. the "and squid" part come in? Because all the other things are nasty. Squid is very tasty.
2: Yeah, Calamari yeah. is awesome. Oh yeah. yeah oh, sure, yeah. you're a SpongeBob fan, isn't Squid bad in uh, SpongeBob lore? Uh, no, uh,
3: just Squid. burgers is good.
1: Squid. Squidward's not bad. He's just
3: ornery he's just, he's just oh, ornery
1: and neutral got, pretty he, much
0: he's got, he's got, got the, it no patience yeah much.
1: that's right but no you're not kind of low you are jason wood back again with it not back again back for the first time after a little hiatus we got to thank mr will peiffer for last week and apologize for the audio difficulties because he was dealt a bad hand a little
2: bit Yeah, y'all y'all were some uh amateurs just last week without me you didn't what? have my technical proficiencies
1: <laughs> wow!
2: We were all downloading shit. So
1: <laughs> yeah, ripping DVDs. That's
2: it. There you
1: go. <laughs> this episode of Eleven o'clock comics has been brought to you by Discount. Has been? Ha- well, yes, it has been brought to it you by... to be Brought to you by? No, it's already brought to those oh. them by. So, wow! Discount Comic Book Service, service dot com, where you. It is Mr. Comic Book Aficionado can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, amazing, really, really deep discounts. For example, 35 to 75% off. And the 75% off is the high end because each month they'll pick certain books that they feel uh deserve the deeper discount, and they pass it on to you, the consumer. Isn't that awesome? Don't pay retail for your books. Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com.
2: Yay. And yeah. Vince, did you tell them, maybe you did last week, I didn't listen yet, about the the big discount of this month? Well, no, I, because the spreadsheet just came out. Like I just ago. got the spreadsheet.
1: spreadsheet like, yeah. just
2: came out. That is true.
1: Why don't you tell them about uh, it, tag team?
2: Woop. Well, if folks care to be ambitious and try all 52 new number ones Ooh. from DC, uh-huh. you can order them for 50% off. Nice. Unheard of. Now, if you don't want to order all 52 and you want to be a Mark Buster... You can get for 42 percent off across the board. Can I just can 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 I get like 51 and just leave the Taylor Tony on the show? Tony Daniel? <laughs> oh snap! Uh,
1: probably. Did, they, no, David? Get off 52, but tell them to instead of using a plastic bag, like wrap the shit in the Tony Daniel. <laughs> there you go. i so na- that's
3: a nice promotion. If you wanna if you wanna sample everything, so that's it cool. Is.
1: It's Good. a very generous. Vince promotion. Will be
3: happy to see the prison pit. Number three is
2: out this month. Volume
1: three, baby. Yep.
3: Yeah, our buddy uh, uh Brent Schoonover has a book in previews this month. I, I still have to uh to dig through previews and uh, and take a look at it. But as do uh,
2: uh Kevin Mellon and Dennis Hopeless. yeah, Yeah,
3: yeah. So so uh some 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 good folks out there with some new stuff, so I gotta take speaking a look of, at it. I haven't looked through it yet.
0: Speaking of the gutters, Brent had a uh, a strip uh uh not Last week, one of the three last week, he
2: uh, he he did the art on one of the, uh, the Gutters episodes. You mean the Harvey Award? Yes, nominated. Times the gutters. Yes. Is there is
1: there a podcast category? How come we weren't nominated? Did they do that. Should, should be. It should be. Is right. But anyway, let's move on to the libations.
3: Yes, yes, and I've got I've got one of my favorite ones tonight. Uh, Vince, uh, why don't you tell us what you were drinking? I'm in tonight's drink roll call.
1: Drinking out of the lion's head once again. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, <clears throat>
3: Lion's Head. It's good All stuff. right. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Jason, how about you? The hell?
2: Well, I hate to disappoint <laughs> you, but uh, I am getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to uh, travel for 16 hours. That's I, so, I it it is. Oh, well. So I'm drinking some Diet Dr. Pepper.
1: Oh, that's good. Drink what you
2: love.
3: What you What's the love what what? You drink? Uh, David. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah,
1: I didn't want to bring it up because it sounded really strange.
0: <laughs> I am i um all faithful with the menage a trois. All right. Oh yes, it's
1: like last Saturday with us, isn't it?
0: Menages. Yes, uh, uh,
3: Marta and I just got uh got back from our our little mini summer vacation. We took a a, a short uh, like th- what three and a half, almost four day uh, trip up to Wisconsin Cheese festival. Yeah. It's, it's spend spent some time in the Northwoods, uh up in Wisconsin over the fourth of uh, of July, long weekend plus a day. And um uh a place that we've been wanting to go for a really long time uh now is is uh you know, head west out of Chicago and then and then up into into southern Wisconsin and it is a a little town called New Glarus, Wisconsin. And and in New Glarus is a, a brewery of of uh, a lot of renown in, in the uh, in the region, but they don't. It's the Nuglaris Brewery. They do not distribute outside of the state of wisconsin and so uh new glarus beers are kind of coveted in in northern illinois and you know chicago that if anyone knows that you're going to to wisconsin they usually ask you to to pick up like a six pack or 12 pack of spotted cow uh which is is their signature beer and uh and we went and toured the entire uh brewery it's absolutely gorgeous just could not believe how pristine this brewery was and and great tasting rooms and uh, and a really nice you know a- outdoor patio area to uh, to sample beers and, and that kind of stuff, which was awesome and uh, and we uh, we loaded up and uh and brought back plenty of plenty of new, new glaris and i'm drinking their signature beer which is their uh, their farmhouse ale called spotted cow and uh it it is it's just a wonderful ale it's uh it's it's cloudy because they um allow yeast to uh, to stay in the bottle and 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 age with the with the beer uh it's it is just fantastic ale for pretty much any time of year and it's uh it's it's a beer that you can that you can sit back and 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 drink just all day long it is so good it's a great food beer it's a great back deck beer and uh and people that that live outside of wisconsin it's unfortunately you can't buy it so if you were ever in the state of wisconsin find some spotted cow because it's awesome
1: you just said farmhouse, and you filled my head with the fish.
3: With the fish, oh yeah, 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 yeah Thank yeah. you. I, I I do like that record. It's, it's good. an awesome record. And, and you know God. what? You could, what, you could listen to farmhouse and drink this beer and sit on the back deck, and, and chill. that would be like a perfect moment. Yeah, yes. Farm-
1: That's a great album, but the one after it, not so good. Oh well, yeah. can't win yeah. them all. But They're I do ma- like. Th- yeah, they made their money.
3: I do like the fish.
1: Praise <laughs> God. Right. Well, anyway. Spotted Cow. Spotted Cow. What else we got? Oh, we're all done. Let's move on to some comic books, because we got a lot to cover. Because Jason's going to run right. When he's done with this episode, he's going to hit the plane. This
3: is true. He's he's all filled up, because he missed last week, and and I know he'd been reading a lot of stuff.
1: Well, I think we should let him go first,
2: then.
3: You think so? Really?
2: Sexy man.
1: Go ahead.
3: Really?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I I feel like Vince. I gotta uh, I gotta say, uh, what does Vince say? Oh, I got I got some thank yous.
1: I got something, got something in the mail. I
2: got I got a thank you too, so I'll let Jason go. All right, so uh, Dan, otherwise known as Leaf Insect Man, uh, oh I like him. Mm-hmm. One of our uh, our friends from down under. He's an Aussie. He um. Don't I had, say uh, Fanny
1: to them. What's that? Don't say Fanny to them, because I heard Fanny is not Fanny, as you would think, like Fanny. That your is butt. funny. Fag. <laughs> fanny, no, Fanny no. the other
3: it's, thing. It's the J. It's the so Sweet nice. Meat, yeah. 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 Yes. I wasn't going it, to mention that it, word, it, but not sure what that has
2: to do with anything. But, um, anyway, I had said that um, on the forums that my sons were uh, all of a sudden very much into Pokemon, and I knew next to nothing about it, and uh, I assumed since Pokemon has been around for a long time. There are probably plenty of fellow geek, uh, geeky guys out there that uh, and gals that maybe were into it for a while and aren't anymore. So I said if anybody happened to have any dupes or older cars laying around and they didn't care for them anymore, uh, I would love to have them sent my way to give to the boys. And uh, then in the mail came from Australia, which uh, not cheap. judging by the postage was uh, not an inexpensive endeavor dan was kind enough to send my boys um six whole packs of them um of uh, of various and sundry uh, pokemon so nice much cool. uh much appreciation to dan that's really really thoughtful of him. and uh but they're you know, all in and,
3: australian so you can't read. Really- yeah
2: they're australian pokemon so they're backwards and upside down but <laughs> yeah. um but no the boys would love them so i really appreciate that
1: so. that's cool and yeah. i want to be there when you're trying to Play with the boys because mm-hmm. I remember the look on your face when we were playing magic in, in, <laughs> in, in the hotel room. You are just like, "I don't have time for that." But I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing if it's if it's the boys, you'll sit down.
2: Yeah. Well, I felt a little good today. They were trying to explain to me how to play, and they didn't know that HP standed for hit points. So I explained okay. them what hit points meant. So, you know, <laughs> schooling them. Made a schooling quick call, them. call to Alan. Alan, what's HP? <laughs> Nice. Well before I talk about comics, why doesn't Dap get his thank you out of the way? I have
0: to um I have to say thank you to uh Mr. Andy Tom who uh kinda went sorta uh above and beyond because the I like him too. This is um this I'll I'll talk about the book later on in the episode, but uh I have to thank him for going ahead and sending me Low Concept, the eleven o'clock comic anthology.
1: Oh, nice!
0: He uh, there have been a lot of things going on with Johnny, the homicidal German in 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 his life, with with the baby and, and other things going on, and um, he, I wasn't going to push, and, and you know, he's got a lot going on, you know, just just because you order something doesn't mean you know life gets in the way so i'm I'm cool with it but i was a little impatient and Andy said hey listen no i, I can send you one and you really know me of all people <laughs> and uh, and i was like you know what i'm dying to read this damn thing so yeah i um did I, you I, I and and i yeah i mean i i still am it it's pretty much for the most part devoured i mean i had to sleep but i've been it's 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 great i mean i i I want us all to talk about it when we all get it. And I know Chris has his, and and I know Jason's expecting his. So um,
1: I didn't get mine yet.
0: It's just, I do not get yours yet. So I mean, we 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 can wait until we all get it. But it is it's it's great stuff. And yeah.
2: and I will let I will let now Jason talk about what he's been reading. Respect, respect. No, I haven't gotten mine either yet, but uh, I'm waiting for it. it See, they
1: they they, it they, they they left the sexy ones out.
2: That's okay. That's true. It, Save it for last, baby. Yeah. So I got something I don't think well at least I I don't think any of you guys have read maybe you did but I don't recall you ever mentioning that you did. Um but it's something I think you'll enjoy. Um it uh fair to say that uh, we all were were fans of the uh Abnett and Lanning Marvel Cosmic run, yes? Oh yeah. Right.
1: Yes. Oh yes.
2: Absolutely. Fair to say we're all uh Appreciative of the artistic talents of Mr. Olivier Coipel. Hell yes. yes. He's good. Oh, I know where you're going. Uh, well, as many probably know, uh, DNA and Mr. Coipel, as well as another penciler, uh, Pascal Alizé, um, put out a 12-issue miniseries by the Distinguished Competition – uh, about, uh, what, eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was featuring none other than the Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Legion Lost. Wow. Uh, So I have said many times I'm not all that well-versed in the uh, old-school Legion. I uh, don't know if this is the place to start, but... Well, right, I mean, this is, yeah, this is obviously a different, um, th- this is... I guess a different offshoot of it, um, a different reboot, re- relaunch whatever you want to say. Um, but it's the, the, the weird thing about it is, in spite of it being a relatively new miniseries, it's damn hard to find. And guess, if and, you do find it, it's freaking yeah. expensive. Like you could, if you were to order them, you know, most, most well, moderns, yeah. yeah, most modern Marvel and DC books the last 10, 15 years, you can get for a buck or two for the most part. Um, these are like eight, 10 bucks an issue if you can find them. Yeah. And I never understood why, just because, again, as I understand it, like the significance, it wasn't like the book was overtly significant beyond, you know, um, the run that it led into. Um, but, yeah, so so luckily for me, finally, DC um, put out a beautiful hardcover collecting the whole thing that I got about two weeks ago. Uh, it's $40 cover price. Um, so, you know, I guess, uh, what, like 24 bucks or so if you get it from Amazon or in stock trades. But uh, I freaking love the hell out of it. I, uh, nice. Did you guys read it at all, or am I oh. the only one that read it?
1: I read most of it up until the issue I'm missing. What issue? Seven, six, seven, one of those.
2: So you're halfway there?
1: I have almost. I have all of it, m- minus one. So I, I stopped at the one I missed, and I've never read the rest of it. Uh-huh. It's great. I, and then, see I didn't yeah. want to buy the hardcover because I'm going to buy a hardcover of something I already own just it's to true. get the one issue. Screw it. I was for the one issue. Yeah.
2: Okay, so um so I guess this basically uh you know, the the, the backstory that leads into this, I you know, I, I can't really speak to all that much just because again, I, I'm I'm not I'm sure there are lots of listeners. In fact I know there are lots of listeners that are diehard Legion fans that could probably school me as to uh what went on and, and their thoughts about what they felt about this reboot and that kind of thing, but, but just as a as a self-contained story, I thought it was terrific, and it was very very evocative of both the fun I had with rebels, which you know we all have come to see and go, but also the the Abnett Landing you know cosmic we that they brought over to Marvel for a good you know chunk of the last decade, but um, basically uh, a chunk of the Legion of Superheroes are thrust. Um, into another part of the universe, galaxy, cosmos, whatever you want to call it, uh, way, way, way far away from anything that they—they they don't even—they can't even comprehend where they're at. Um, Brainiac Five can't even—he has no idea where, where they're at, how to get home. Um, and we're introduced to um, right up Vince's alley a uh, a armored uh, insect-like uh, female um, named Shikari. And she and her, I guess, uh, uh, counterparts, you know, her two other people from her race are being chased through an asteroid uh, field by the strange looking kind of like a combination between the brood. You know, if you guys know the brood, uh, if the brood mated with like uh, an armadillo, you'd get (laughs) the creatures that uh, are in the in the book called the progeny.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing that. What's that? I wouldn't mind seeing that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: Brood and armadillo.
2: Yeah, and the progeny are chasing them, trying to exterminate them, uh, and are referring to them as variants, and that variants have to be uh, eliminated. Um, as it turns out, the progeny are um, tasked by their uh, their master, who is kind of shrouded in shadows for most of the book, um, to eliminate any uh, any variants outside of themselves. So they view themselves basically as the genetically perfect race. And they go throughout the cosmos destroying anything that doesn't fit in with their, uh, with, with their race. Um, and Shikari and her, her people are these nomadic. They have the basically innate power to, uh, to find things and to go places without having to know where to go. They know, they innately know where to go. Uh, and, um, I guess they sort of wander into this cosmos. The progeny see them and they're trying to destroy them. So as this goes on, uh, of course they, they the the battle encounter leads them to where the legion are kind of shacked up and uh so the legion being i guess uh heroes uh, you know have to step in and fight off the progeny and uh, you know rescue shikari who for all intents and purposes joins the legion at that point um and she's a terrific character now i am i right in saying she's there's no analog of her prior do you guys know um in the legion like she's this is where she's kind of first introduced right because my legion
3: war is terrible. Yeah. My legion. My legion knowledge is really limited. Yeah. Well, well there's mine. so many damn characters. I yeah.
1: don't. I don't think she appeared before that. I. In fact, I. I would bet she hasn't.
2: Okay. Did. Okay. So she hooks up with. I think it's. Um. Now and again, I think some of these names were changed for the series, and and maybe we're not the originals, but uh, chameleon, right? Um. Sure. Uh, Livewire, who I think used to be, what, Lightning Lad? Light, light, yep. uh, yeah. Saturn Girl, which she's always been Saturn Girl, right?
3: Yeah. Kid Quantum. Wait. Oh. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got my Livewire and my Wildfire mixed up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Umbra. Uh, Brainiac 5. They call him Brainiac
2: 5.1, but I assume it's the same as Brainiac 5, right? Um, Monstrous, <laughs> who I had no idea about before this, but I think she was she she was called something else in the old, old days but she's like this giant sort of almost hulk like uh creature um wildfire who i yeah. guess is called wildfire in this but he was erg something before this um and then apparition so uh, basically they 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 hook up with her and they 're trying to avoid the progeny of course, the progeny then determines the legion are also offshoots and need to be de- deleted um, so they 're kind of on the run from them at the same time they 're trying to figure out how to get home, where they are they you know they try a couple different things, no idea where what everything fails um, at, at the same time, there was something that happened prior to this. Called the blight, which I honestly don't know much about, other than it clearly fucked them up a lot, a lot of them, especially uh, Umbra. It uh, it made them very, very uh, introverted, and scared of of sort of their own shadow and that sort of thing. So they're dealing with all this drama. Um, I guess Livewire and Saturn Girl, who I gather are um, lovers, yes, no, uh, or at Ooh. least had been. There's a rift between them now. Um, for reasons we come to find out later in the book uh, And they're just basically in the thick of it um, And all they know is that Element Lad, who was their leader Had housed them in some kind of Specific element that would able to handle This uh, portal that they went through And it kind of put them in suspended Animation for a while And all they know is that he's not around there's uh like uh memory crystals that have them talking about what happened and where and why he did it, but they haven't seen him. They don't know if he's alive or dead, but they're assuming for all intents and purposes he's long gone. Um and through the twelve issues, they basically a couple times have fits and starts trying to get home. Um they, you know, and, and a couple times they come across, um, you know, new villains as well. There's a pretty cool, like, pyramidal thing. Vince is very in terms of symbology. They come across this, like, pyramid that's, like, encrusted in rock. But as it turns out, the rock just has been, this pyramid's actually made of pure energy. And uh, it actually just has rock around it because it's just been drifting through the cosmos for so long that, you know, almost like barnacles, rock is formed around it. So they cleared away, and it's this bright energy portal. It's like pure energy. Cool. And uh, Shikari tells them that that's the way home. And Brainiac, who's all about the science, uh, he thinks Shakara's full of shit because, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no lots of reason why she should be able to, to navigate them, you know, because it's just all like a power. And for some reason, he's convinced that she's full of shit. And so he talks them out of going into this portal because he thinks it's going to be dangerous. And turns out the portals they, they think is actually a, a prison for a really omnipotent being that's almost like a space eater. It kind of looked, Koypel draws it to me to look almost like um, uh, the anti monitor. It reminded me of, but it's mm-hmm. this being that is imprisoned in this energy, which because I guess if it's let loose, it could devour almost like Galactus. It could devour an entire universe if it's, if it's let out. Um, so they, they open the portal, find a way to put the thing back in and they leave it be. Turns out later on, we come to find out that maybe she was right. The portal, that, that, that pyramid was the way home. Um, and this all goes on. It's just great cosmic fun. It's like two arcs worth of adventures, but where it really gets badass is the progeny's, uh, master if you will um, sort of an, a subtext of the book is every now and then they go back to where the progeny's homeland is and where this master resides and you come to realize that the progeny are the latest creation uh or or the latest species to do the bidding of deleting variants for their master but when you come to realize and this is where it gets really cool I thought was that it's the progeny are just the latest in like many, many hundreds of, of, of species that this, this being has used to do his bidding. So you start to realize that this being is actually potentially billions of years old and just over many, many cycles he just keeps uh, almost like the high evolutionary you know, just keeps creating life and then when he gets bored of it, deletes it, and he's like almost like you know he's God. He's experimenting with life and the meaning of life, and he just basically for billions of years has been doing this, uh, seeing what works, what doesn't work, and then when he gets tired of it, just destroying it and bringing something else into being. Um, and of course, so obviously he, he becomes the big bad, and there's just a mind-blowing reveal that uh, I won't give away because I do think it's worth reading, and that that that's. That's the real hook in the book. But the reveal was like a holy shit moment, and it was really, really well. And it brings it all together in this neat package that just made the complete 12 issues so satisfying um, that nice. I just uh, I thought it was terrific. And um, if you're a Legion fan, I, I'd be curious to hear on the forums, spoiler free if you will, at least put it in spoiler tags. But if you're a Legion fan and you were reading this at the time, if the big reveal was as surprising as it was to me, because I thought it was like perfectly done. I didn't really see it coming. But um, I, that could be, again, because I don't really know much about the Legion. Um, but suffice to say, uh, for a newbie like me, it was totally satisfying and left me at a place where I guess my understanding is this 12 issues led into a new ongoing, which lasted a good 50, 60 issues, I think, right? Um, so was, that the, I, was that the Wade
3: relaunch? Uh, no, 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 no. No, that, no. I think
2: it, it launched that, another miniseries, the Legion, Worlds, and then the Legion was the ongoing series. Okay. Um, and my understanding is, so this group of lost, these were the lost Legionnaires, and then I think Legion Worlds showed what was happening concurrent to these guys' adventures while they're lost was a bu- another group of the Legion. Right. on their sort of the home area what they were doing and then the Legion I think it shows you what happens when these lost guys get back to where they were and the aftermath of everything and then but,
1: they they butt heads with Darkseid and
2: oh really and, well that's yeah. my questions. is that Legion see what I'm trying to get at is as I thought maybe I was hoping you guys would know this a little bit just from your experience with it is what it as I recall there was some controversy with this whole thing right this whole because it was like you had the this wasn't the f- five year later right this was Like after the five year later, is that right? I'm I'm, I know the Burns kind of screwed everything up by by removing (sighs) Superboy
0: from ever existing. There was no reason for the Legion to ever be formed. So, and and then his uh, during Burns' Action Comics run, you had a team up. Action Comics was pretty much Burns' DC Comics presents, and so you had Superman teaming up with New. A new character, a new team every month, and and when he decided to, I guess, retcon uh, Legion history, and and he um, he went and homage his own uh, Fantastic Four two forty nine cover, and and you had um and you had you had the Legion come back, you had Invisible Kid, you had um you you had uh oh, crap, you had Chameleon, boy, you had, I mean, you had um you had everybody come back, and and Trying to remember what exactly happened if if he if they just realized that there was no Superboy and and it kind of I maybe gave us a, an alternate timeline and and I know because I remember the Legionnaires which was penciled by by Chris Sprouse and that's where Livewire first appeared and 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 so you had a second you, you had a second league team so
2: that was Legionnaires and you had the Legion so I'm
1: well Sprouse I'm, did a lot of the Legion too.
2: Well, my but, understanding is this, this Legion Lost is what was launched there was the Legion of Superheroes and the Legionnaires going on together. Right. They weren't selling well, and then Legion Lost was supposed to be the the like, let's clean all that up, start a new status right. quo, and then <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I think it's called okay. the Three Boot. Isn't it called the Three Boot? Yeah. Is a, the, yeah, d- is, the DNA right. Legion, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's where I was getting at is that you know, um I did read the Legion of Three Worlds when that was coming out. It was that I think it was during concurrent with Final Crisis? <laughs> uh, and I was pretty lost, to be honest. Like I didn't—I I gathered it was three different continuities of Legion all over together, and that sort of thing. And 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 the i mean, they were okay. I didn't not enjoy them, but I was definitely sort of like, well, I don't really—you know—it was hard. To, I had no idea which was which. Uh, I I feel like I have a little bit of a better handle now if I went back and read it. But um, but you know, the Legion is a daunting thing because I've I've always the people that love it seem to really love it, oh. and. I've always found the idea to be really cool because it's at least to my mind kind of analogous to what I loved about the X Men growing up, which is <laughs> that soap opera component to it. You know, they're into and I mean, it, I know that in the Legion, you know, again, um, there's lots of turnover, but but there's lots of people that are you know, there's relatives, there's uh, relationships that come and go, there's you know, kids are born. It, I mean, it's
3: it's funny you say that because you know, Suntress has we've we've talked about this that. When he was growing up, and and he's probably closer to to to, to Vince in, in age, just by a, you know a, a few years. That whenever whenever he was growing up, that you you kind of almost picked you were either a Legion kid or or an X Men mm-hmm. uh, reader, and 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 he was he was a Legion reader. He never really paid attention to the to the x-men but i think those two titles i i think for a long time kind of kind of defined you know what what you what you read it was either legion or the x-men but then and if you I read th-
0: x-men you can get the imperial guard and then you can
3: both that's right well yeah yeah you get your your dave Cockrum, which uh you know because nightcrawler was originally a character designed for legion yep yep oh know. is that true Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and and if you uh, and,
0: and if you see, um, mm-hmm. if you look at Timberwolf's original character design, it was kind of um, it, it Wol-
3: was yeah, it was Wolverine. Wolverine, right. Wolveriney. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. When 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 Dave Cockrum came over to Marvel to work on the X Men, he was leaving Legion, and he brought some of his initial character designs for some new characters for Legion with him, and they turned into. Uh, turned into new X Men characters.
1: Yep. And then for a long time, though, it was X Men, Teen Titans, going head to head. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I
3: think probably predating right, that, pretty- that. Yeah, was yeah. Probably, you know, if you wanted the the big cast, um, soap opera. Yeah, I think Legion and X Men, and, and certainly, certainly, Teen Titans was in that. I I think that was that was more, you know. You know, it's like whenever I whenever I started reading, which is probably eighty four ish or so, it was New Teen Titans and X Men were the were the two big books. But you know, probably going back into late seventies, you know, Legion was was pretty big around that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that you know well, with the you know, Mike Grill, Paul Levitz?
1: Yeah, yeah. Shooter. Um see the thing is it's really strange. They've tried to, obviously, they've tried to update the Legion and make it more contemporary by dropping the, the lad and the, like, the, 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 the kitschy kind of names. And, like, and it seems like there's a backlash when they do stuff like that. You would think yeah. that, you know, uh, all right, long-time readers, you have to pander to them to a certain extent, but to get the new readers and you give a, a relatively new comic book buyer a book and it's got, you know lightning lad and element lad and they'll be like what the hell is this what am i what am I?" but but then again you you run the risk of pissing off the long-time reader so how do you update the legion is, is it well, almost
0: you don't, you don't have them be you don't have them share a universe g- g- give the legionnaires their own make it like the ultimates or the ultimate of books or the marvel adventures line of book or johnny dc just just you can have Newer Legion of Superheroes, but why are you trying to fit it into existing continuity when you have someone else come along and retcon things, or are you trying to fit it back? You have, I mean, every every Legion issue was a thousand years in the future of of, of that month, and and you had everything was so so um, submitted to Superboy, and and once something comes, it's like. It, seriously, when Burns says, you know, listen, I, this is exactly what Superman is from now on, it's like, at no point did anybody think that, and, and you, I guess Christ was supposed to clean things up, but I I'm not to read Legion Lost because I, I did read when it was coming out, and, and I know that uh, we, we, we have some some the show that, that have the Legion of Substitute podcasters with with Paul and Matt, and, and I, I'm guessing that a lot of things can be learned by listening to them, but I just, I I kind of left the Legion alone until Vince told me to read the Mark Wade Barry Kitson run because it was and, great, yeah, and it was, and it really was, and and I have those first two or three volumes, and and then Supergirl comes in, so you you have that kind of little nod to the past. With instead of Superboy, you have Supergirl, which superheroes, and and I, I mean, I remember. I remember buying Legion of Superheroes off, off the newsstands, and then it became Tales of the Legion of Superheroes because, like the, the new Teen Titans, the Legion of Superheroes became a Baxter deluxe book. And, yeah. and I was, just, you know, Steve, Steve Lytle had, had some great art on that. And, and, I mean, there's just been, I like a lot of the early, I mean, when Keith Giffen, I mean, my golden age Keith Giffen, I know what he does now is great, but, I mean, I, I like him pre-Frencher. But it's hey, uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Do you see that it,
1: Omac stuff he's churning out?
0: Yeah, wow. that, that that I'm, I'm, I'm wow, I'm, beautiful. Um, so I mean, I I I have I have an attraction to the Legion, but when it comes to I mean when when it comes to what what, what you're talking about, Jason, but with the Legion Lost and where it goes from there, and it's just like I kind of was just like I'm I'm not even I we. We have people on our forum that'll come along and they'll be like, "Listen, I don't know where to start with Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know where to start with X-Men." And that's just been <laughs> one long continuity. Right. Here you have the Legion, where it's just like, I don't know. You, if you pick up issue forty-eight of one title and you find another book called Legion Superheroes, and you figure, okay, hey, this is issue fifty-two. I'm only a few issues away from that. It could be a whole
2: different volume. You don't know what the hell you're. Yeah, talking about. yeah. Well, that's true, and that's why I say. I mean, again, I, I don't. Again, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Right before here, I don't know what people thought of the Legionnaires or the Legion series that led up to this. I don't know what people thought of the Legion which followed this. But for this 12 issues, man, like, I mean, again, in a world where we live in today where you're lucky to get 12 to, you know, to 16 issues of a of a mid-list series before it's canceled, like Rebels, this was, I think, perfectly satisfying. I mean, sure, there's more adventures to come, and we know that, but I, I, I got everything, you know, in 12 issues, I got... This big overarching story, which had a clear resolution. I got a big bad that was in the underpinnings of everything up to that I got a huge space battle. Vince you would love it they they fight they go to a planet and they fight a guy that um he's like their Superman of the planet, but you could tell it's straight out of two thousand because the guy looks exactly like cable uh quadr Paul- <laughs> 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 nice. and uh, and 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 the guy it's awesome the guy's fighting him and it turns out the guy basically is fighting. He's defending an empty planet, but he doesn't know it's empty. Like they keep... one one of the Legionnaires keeps when they when uh when Ultra Boy is uh Ultra Boy has the you know he can he can have one power at a time, but he has a lot you know when he when he switches to invincibility, every time he does that, like the planet that they're fighting looks like a desolate, and then when he switches to another power, it looks like it's a thriving metropolis. Well, turns out like this uh, cable esque hero is uh, such a a threat and such a uh, – he's so hell-bent on defending the world that the world goes uh, basically goes extinct. But they put these nanobots in the atmosphere so that – excuse me, so that he thinks that the planet still exists, like still thriving, so that he won't, like, lose his mind. Oh, but oh, but as culture cool. boy turns invincible, the, nanobo- the nanos don't have any effect on him, so he can see that it's frickin' – you know, just bar- barren. So that was dope. They have uh, that... Um, the uh, the big creature I was talking about was named the Omnifagos, which is, you know, if you think about it <clears throat> was awesome. Um, it's just, nice. you know, a huge space battle, like Star Wars-esque space battle, where the Legion have to fight like the Progeny, but it's, it's like thousands of ships. Just awesome. So in 12 issues, you got all of this, and then this huge big bad, which again, I won't give away the reveal, but I will say that as a fan, as a kid of Secret Wars, where you have, you know... The- <laughs> Molecule Man, then you have, like, the Beyonder. It's that kind of thing. You know, it's this this being that has such godlike powers, they literally are creating entire universes at their whim, basically. Uh, and think about how you would go about stopping someone that literally has the power to do that. Um, so just, I thought it was terrific, man. Like, again, I don't know what comes... Legion fans that are listening, let me know what you think of The Legion cuz I definitely am leaning towards trying to pick up some of the issues and re- reading it, but I'd love to hear what you thought if it goes off the rails or what have you, but uh yeah, this was was the dope scene. And I will say that um you know, Qu- this is I think some of the first work that QuiPelle was was kind of put him we'll on the map. Honest. So yeah. it, so
3: it's not it's not what you think of his work today. It's 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 early 2000s.
2: It looks great, but it's a little bit more – I think it looks great, but it's definitely a little bit more of that of that late 90s mm-hmm. image-driven aesthetic. He's He's got a much more definitive style of his own now. Yep. Um, the Pascal Alizé issues – the Alizé penciled three of the issues um, are very much in the image clone school, if you will, like more so mm-hmm. than Quipel, who I think you could already see, had his own chops. Um, but again, to be fair to Alize, I've seen some of his more recent stuff, and he's got, much like Coipel, has has got a completely different uh, and I think very nice style now too. So, um, but I thought the art was 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 great. Again, it's it's evocative of that time period, but I think it's a good example of artwork from that time period. So,
0: now the uh, the, we we have, we all love Edmund Lanning and his with their Guardians of the Galaxy and 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 the whole Conquest era and and Heroes for Hire. Does this as as old as this title is, does it feel like
2: Captain Lane? Does it feel yeah, like ab- absolutely Litter? because it, it, it's it's the interactions that they all have with each other, right? It's it's uh like the Shikari is kind of the because she's the new new person on the team, right? She's the she's the dynamic in the book to kind of uh, not even really the the narrator per se, but she's kind of your window. She's the newbies window into this team, right? But she's she doesn't quite speak, she doesn't know how to speak interlock, which is their language. So even though they have a translator, you know, she kind of comes off as like the broken English foreigner type of thing. (laughs) Um, And so instead of calling by their names, like she calls them something legion. So like monstrous, she calls large legion, you know, and like ultra boys like, listen, I, you better watch it with that. You know, like, monsters isn't going to like that too much. Or, like, you know, she calls Umbra Dark Legion, you know. like, But, but it's just – so each – and then the the interactions are great. I mean, there's, there's humor. Uh, you know, there's certainly a lot of interpersonal things. You know, Livewire and Saturn Girl have clearly issues with their relationship, that there's some, you know, dynamic there. Um, brainiac is terrific. You know, he's got – you know, he's holier than thou. He's, you know, he's, smart. He's Brainiac. But, yeah, he's but brainiac. very much – not dissimilar to, like, he's a... This Brainiac is a much more sympathetic and nice character than, uh, like, Viral Dox was in Rebels, you know, who's just a prick. This Brainiac sure. is not a prick. She
0: kind of uh, looks like uh, Shakari. She kind of reminds... I mean, just looking at her image, she, she reminds me of Dawnstar.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if she's sort of Abnett Lanning's play on Dawnstar, because Dawnstar does not appear in this book in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So I'm not sure if if this was their way of rethinking that whole concept because Dawnstar also is pretty much a, uh, that's her power is to be able to like navigate right and find yeah, things, yeah right? being a She's tracker, a yeah. A tracker yeah. yeah, so I mean I, I would imagine it's not a coincidence because that's what Shikari's power is so I, I'm, I'm assuming it's just sort of their reinterpretation of it to fit the idea of, of, of her being new and from a far flung part of the cosmos right. but uh, yeah, no, that's the thing I mean the Abnett and Lanning that we love which is even though there's a tight, big, epic, cosmic story the characterization that you're just sitting there laughing and smiling and thinking, oh, that's great. You know, the little one-liners are right there, you know. So cool. um, that's probably the thing I like the most of this is that uh, these are ca- creators who are very contemporary and important to me with what they're doing currently, both the writer and the artist. And yet uh, I could see, you know, the early makings of what 10 years later makes them so great. So, you know, pick it up, bitches. Do it. Cool. I will. I will. I will. So that's all, That's up.
1: all right. I don't want to go because I'm going to be all fuzzy and shit. <laughs> I
2: don't want to go.
0: Oh yeah. But I
1: did have a nice segue. Oh. But I'm not going to. I can't use it because I'm going to get all shitty. Somebody else go. Yeah. Chris.
0: Would,
3: yes. Talk. Well, there's one of the things. I, okay, I'm going to have to switch up because one of the things I want to talk about is something I want to talk about with you. Oh. So we'll have to. We'll have to. Wow, Stay so that when you're done. I will. I'll I'll tease it. I I finally, I finally got uh, um, Kirby Genesis. Hey. (laughs) So I knew that I knew that you would want to talk about it. Um, uh, One of the things, and I talked about it last week in our in your travels uh, while I was on my little Wisconsin adventure. I read the last volume of Echo, and uh, nice. uh, Yeah, it was it was great. You know the that entire series from the first issue to the last one has just been just been Terry Moore showing that he's one of the best in the biz. He just has such a beautiful line from from an artistic standpoint. Uh, obviously, draws women so believable and and so real and hot and hot, but 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 real hot. You know yeah, not yeah. not real hot up, but up real, real yeah, yeah
2: hey, che
1: like, chebby like, hot
3: well, I, no, not, well sometimes but not, <laughs> yeah i no, no, i I'm, I'm
1: just trying to piss people off that's
3: that's it. what, yeah, it's what I mean, I do. They're, yeah, they're just they're just very yeah they're, Na- they're
1: naturalistic,
3: beautiful, naturally yeah. beautiful women, and yeah, I think sometimes that that can you know. I think that people can be like, "Oh, Terry Moore, yeah, he's the guy that draws pretty realistic women." It's like, "Yeah, but you know what? He's a pretty damn fine cartoonist and and an artist beyond that." Uh, the, the the art in Echo has been and telling
0: been, a damn entertaining story.
3: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that he that he writes and draws, and there are always moments in Echo of of Terry Moore one-liner humor where you're like yeah that's a Terry Moore line that's something that I would have read in strangers in paradise or or echo that is just that's his voice coming through and it and it never sounds um out of place for the characters but you can just tell that that the characters in his books are so much a part of him that there's just those moments of humor that come through and and it it's just it, it's kind of a, a big thumbprint there that it's a, that it's a Terry Moore book uh but the the end of echo and I'm not going to get into into plot or or any of that uh I'll just say that the uh the ending was uh fulfilling it was uh uh you know a lot of, all the all the questions are answered uh you get resolution with with all of the the key main characters uh it's it's probably um it's probably the, the most out there sci-fi part of the of the series so far with a couple of the things that are going on and that was a lot of fun but just kind of looking at echo as as a whole it was it was really about the journey and not the destination it it was it was really kind of like this epic road trip and uh uh kind of going and looking back through the entire series, I want to reread it again because you really get to know all of these characters in you know, it, very very close you know you know personal ways with with each one, and that that I think is a Terry Moore comic is that it really is about. About the journey, and and maybe not about that, you know, the last page, you know, in getting there. Um, so, you know, once again, go read Echo. It's all available in trade now, and there's also what a compendium edition that's coming out, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. Very good. Getting that
0: one volume, I'm still waiting
3: on. <clears throat> there you go. You can get it now.
0: Well, I, I, I was telling Vince, I thought the size of the DCBX box that was sitting on my stoop when I got home, I thought it was in there. I mean, this stoop. box is big enough to have like it was, it's, it's my stoop. It's, it's my, on stoop. my stoop. My, my porch. That's an uh, East Coast thing.
1: When you say stoop, nobody. What do you tell you? Oh, you're oh now, now
0: you're cracking up. Now you're cracking. This, this box is like big enough to have like two full-size statues, and I open it up, and it's, <laughs> it's nothing but packing peanuts.
3: Um. I prints. know I got peanuts too pissed me off
0: I know I, I two prints the uh, the pin that you get with uh when you buy the the Hal Jordan first issue of the the flesh mm-hmm. mini series and um like 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 four <laughs> I didn't read it yet and like um uh, uh, barely a handful of, uh, of comics. It, it, it was, I, I was reading them off to Vince. I got, I got Black Panther, I got Amazing Spider-Man, I have Blue Estate, and Butcher Baker, and it's like, it's, it's like 35 bucks worth of comics, and I'm like, this, this box really wasn't necessary, because it, it, I thought I was getting the complete echo and everything else. I was like, <laughs> Sad Trombo.
2: Sad Trombo, nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Vince is crackly. Uh, this, remember when I was talking about Malignant Man?
2: Uh, okay. The,
0: uh, it was this, the dude who had cancer and he wakes up and. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, uh, I read issues two and three, and it, it, um, kind of went in a little bit of a different direction, and I really had no problem with it. I'm not. The fourth issue, I'm, um, waiting on, so I can read that, but, um, I didn't realize at the time, but Vince, when I said that, um, when I was running down. The creators of of the of the title and and who's working on it, it was it was created by James Wan and he's the sole director and producer. And it was written by it is written by Michael Allen Nelson and and that is the uh, the writer oh. the Twenty Eight days, days Twenty Eight Days Oh, right, right. right. So um... very nice so, guy. The art is. Um, they're still great by uh Deodor Kowalski. But it's um it, it it's still he's he's coming to grips of uh with, with what his powers are and uh and he um apparently there was aliens involved and that's what's allowing him to, to regenerate and, and get better and that's why it appeared he had cancer because uh the um the symbiote inside him was uh was affecting him in that way i guess kind of had to wake up and uh and so now he's he's trying to he's basically becoming a the warrior that they need him to be to fight mr cancer and 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 his his group of bad guys and uh and it's he's you have a couple of the cliched moments where you know he's, he's able to he's like luke skywalker where he's able to do all these things that other other hosts had to train for for years, and and um, and it's, it's still. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you know how it ends with, with the fourth issue. But it wasn't. It's where I said the first issue kind of felt like like a uh, like a prologue, where you're kind of just getting to know everybody, and it really didn't didn't feel like I guess the first issue of something. The uh, the second and third issue really it, it didn't it didn't continue that feeling. I, I, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm getting a story now and, and things are going on. So I don't know how different that is for boom, but it's, um, it's, it, it's still enjoyable. I, I'll wait for the fourth issue to, to, to say if I really, you know, give it my stamp of approval. But I mean, as far as something different that I wasn't expecting to, uh, to like as much as I am, I'm, I'm still digging it.
1: It sounds really good.
0: It, it really, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, being vague deliberately, just because I, I I like it, but I don't want to oversell it, and I don't, you know, there might be things there where I'm probably missing, and and if if when you read it, Vince, you'll probably pick up on things that I missed the first time around. But I, I also think it's it's a pretty neat story that, that Jason would dig and, and since um, eight days later is 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 uh is writing it, that, that Chris might like it too. Yes, he
1: may actually try it.
0: Well, the, Why wouldn't the, I try it? Well, it's well, a Boom book. I would think he would try
3: it. Oh, yeah. Chris
1: I'm, likes Boom. That's right.
3: Yeah, Boom does some nice stuff. They do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: Jason.
3: <laughs> let's, let's
1: turn back the, the 11 o'clock a little uh, to the part where you were talking about Legion and reboots and starting fresh yes, and introducing new readers to stuff. I frequently bring this book up. As a, in your travels, yet I've never really talked about it on the show. In, in, in detail, which is what I'm gonna do tonight. Oh. Yes. Uh, much to Chris's chagrin, hopefully. Oh, like hopefully. How much hopefully. detail
3: are we talking about here? It,
1: it's a decent amount of detail because, um, the kind of detail. This that's this gonna book. Going
3: to go buy it or the kind of. detail. No, you, you won't buy, buy you, it. You
1: you would it's never. Good. You would never even try this. I, I'll the be honest. Hell? No, I'll be honest. Were, you would never even try that. this. But let's just hear how me. How out. do you know that? I know. Uh, I
3: try all sorts of shit that you suggest. Now
1: buried I'm, I'm buried fair. in the previews catalog, um, after the big two. Uh, in September when DC turns back uh, the numbering system on all their books this title will be one of the longest running books on the stands oh. okay uh. um, it's, it's currently on issue 226 yes it's written by Ian Flynn pencils by Tracy Yardley uh, pencil Breakdowns on... Oh, two- uh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. Pencil Breakdowns on 226 by yeah. Patrick spaz Spaziante, who's doing...
0: Yeah. Press.
1: No, who's doing awesome work on Mega Man, which yes. J- Jason talked about a couple Absolutely. Of weeks back. Now, there's a couple legends on this book. Inks by Mr. Terry Austin. I think you may have heard of him. Uh-huh. Letters by Mr. John Workman. John Workman. The, uh-huh. the, in my opinion, the absolute... Best man to ever letter a comic book. I oh, love I it. I
0: was, okay, it's not Antarctica, it's Arch. Okay. Yes, yeah.
1: Colors by Matt Herms. I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Oh, respected.
1: Oh Now, issue 225, that's last month's issue, was the culmination of a 25-issue storyline. 25, issue story 25 issues, yeah. Now, I you're thought,
0: thinking... Wait, I didn't hear you say Chris Claremont was writing anything. No, not okay, so it's an
1: Archie book, and it's also a video game character. Uh, it's geared towards kids, but it's not written down to a child, which is really good. It's it's exciting, it's complex, as you're going to see, and there are some really surprising events in this um, penultimate issue before the reboot. Now, so way back in issues uh, 199 and 200, Sonic the Hedgehog, who we all know, W- once again defeated Dr. Evo Eggman Robotnik. We've all seen him. I mean, if you play the games or seen the games, you know these characters, okay? You know the, no, yeah, you know he, the deal. You do. So um, Sonic beats uh, Robotnik, and he reduces Eggman City to rubble and leaves only this egg dome bunker relatively unscathed they broke in there was a hole but all, for all intents and purposes the bunkers relatively intact okay so sonic's victory caused uh dr eggman to lose his marbles freaks out much like dr octopus did In uh, Amazing. Remember that period where Octopus was afraid of Spider-Man? He he just kept getting the crap kicked out of him, and he withdrew within himself. That's what Mm -hmm. Dr. Robotnik does here. So, there's a power vacuum. Eggman's out of the picture, so the Iron Queen steps in, leader of this Iron Dominion, which uh, conquered Sonic City of New Mobotropolis with the aid of an army of ninja come on, and the Iron King. So, you have this this cult, this mechanized um, army that just runs roughshod over Sonic's uh, city. But, come on, it's Sonic, so they're eventually defeated. But only after Sonic, uh, his girlfriend uh, and leader of the Freedom Fighters, Sally Acorn, did you ever see her? Tails is in it. Um, Uh Yes, and the awesome Monkey Khan. They travel to this dragon kingdom, and they cut off the Iron Queen's support. So he's getting all these troops from, from this place. They cut it off so it enabled them to beat her. So while Sonic and the Freedom Fighters are thrown down with the Iron Dominion, back in the bunker, Eggman claw, clawed his way back in uh, to sanity. He convinces himself. He, he mends his mental state on his own. He escapes, takes his nephew Snively, and sneaks back into the bunker and starts working in the shadows on this master plan, this big scheme and, and while this is going on, now this is, a ch- this is a, considered a children's book, right? You have this whole rehabilitation of, of Dr. Robotnik. While this is going on, one of Sonic's longtime ally, allies, uh, Jeffrey St. John, he's a skunk, which is very appropriate. He reveals himself to be a sleeper agent for this diabolical wizard, Ixus Nagus. I love that name, mm-hmm. who plans on making himself king of New Mobotropolis. But wait dr robotnik reveals his plan uh he has this blue chaos emerald and he uses it to power not the bunker he's done the unthinkable he's recreated that abominable engine of destruction the colossal death egg okay so so, so, so now in issue 225 the capper of this really long, involved, 20 line, 25 issue long storyline. Sonic, Sonic and Sally, let's try and say that 10 times fast. They entered the Death Egg. They've, they've teamed up brief. They've, they've put their differences with Ixus Naugus, this wizard aside, in order to team up against Robotnik, because he's the big time threat. Uh, they entered the Death Egg, much like it was kind of actually Star Wars-ish. So they're trying to put an end ...to Dr. Robotnik's evil machinations... ...but... ...while Sonic is busy... ...fending off this... ...gigantic... ...extremely deadly... ...Silver Sonic robot... ...it's a gig- huge... ...robot that's... ...constructed in the shape of Sonic... ...but it can it can transform... ...into these... ...like a whirling dervish... Uh, ...a buzzsaw blade... ...that just spins across the room... ...and Sonic's trying to get away from it... ...so he's really busy... ...with this robot... And Sally chases after Robotnik. She goes down this hallway, and she's gunned down off panel. Stop! Yes, by a machine. She's gunned down by a machine gun sentry. Know in aliens how they put those big sentry guns in the in the hallway? She walks into the hallway, and you see this gun flip out of the wall, and she's like, "What?" And and you hear bang, bang, bang. It's off panel, and 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 all of a sudden, Robotnik exact enacts his plan and everything turns to white literally the the the, the panel borders in the final sequence of issue 225 they, they seem to exist like half in one world half the other panel borders they're they're broken they're like dashed line they're all choppy colors as they spread towards the extremity of the panels they bleach out Mm -hmm. And and you have these once solid things dissipating into the ether. And the last thing we see before the fade out is Sally's trademark goggles laying on the ground and they're shattered. And Sonic is screaming and reaching out to them, screaming her name. And, And Sonic, his dialogue balloon and the lettering inside are almost completely consumed by whatever it was that Robotnik unleashed. Like he's dissolving. Hmm. okay so 226 comes out you're like how the hell are they going to set this right what's going on you open it up and it's like sonic the hedgehog day one he's 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 running around um mobius you know and he doesn't know there's there's these little um mechanized things that are going after him and in traditional sonic fashion he jumps on them and they crack open and there's animals inside he's like what the hell so this is where all the animals are going. So it's, it's a complete wiping of the slate. He doesn't know who Sally is. He's introduced to her after a while. And there, there's this attraction between the two of them. It's like, it's like he's meeting the Freedom Fighters again for the first time. So what the hell happened? My guess is that Dr. Robotnik, like Dr. Octopus, was pissed off after having had his head handed to him one too many times. And he just rebooted the entire universe. And, and and they wow. say they say in the book, be patient. It's all going to play out.
3: And you you think mainstream? <laughs> no,
1: you think mainstream fans are vocal. There's a, a, another thing I like about the Archie comics. There's a letter column hey! in, in in the back. And listen to this. <laughs> Dear Sonic Rams, I'm in tears because it really looks like Sally was killed off in issue, tw- in issue 225. If you really killed Sally, then it is a terrible betrayal of all the fans who have been there since the very beginning. Now, doesn't this sound familiar? Of, yes, of Sonic the Hedgehog. I have nearly all 220, 225 Sonic comics, and Sally's my favorite. Do not let Sonic end up with Amy. She's too young for no. us. <laughs> no, and it, it keeps going uh i admit i am disappointed and upset with 225 i hope sally isn't really dead and and it's just like all these letters the ending was sad i hope you had a good reason but if you didn't you know i'll give you the benefit of the doubt and it's it's it echoes the letters and the messages we see on our message on our board uh, com forward slash forum um so you know it's not unique to the big two fans you know all right, right. comic book readers, you know, th- yeah. there's, there's that <laughs> contingent that's like, don't change anything, because if you do, I'm leaving. Even <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is not immune to this. But I read all 25 issues. I've been reading Sonic for, for years, and it's fantastic. It's really good comics. And like Chris said last week, don't prejudge. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a funny animal comic based on a video game, but... The mythology inside the comic is so far advanced from the games. I mean, you only got a taste in the games of what Sonic and, and the world is, his, his, uh, the planet uh, Mobius is all about in the comic. It's really well written, very exciting. It's excellent. and, and I, Okay, it's funny animal art because that's a genre within comics. You say funny animal art, everybody knows what you're talking about. Um, Carl Carl Barks, um, you know, uh, so uh, Floyd Gottfredson, it's there's a a genre, and Sonic is really good example of that. It's it's two ninety nine. It comes out every month, and it's exciting. Where there's conceptual stuff in issue two twenty five that you would never expect. Like everything's fading out, and and it that's really neat. I love it. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I would recommend it to anyone. Try it. Because now and get this, they they called the uh title uh, the title of this reboot arc is called Genesis. And it's it's ah. dra- it's drawn exactly like the Sega Genesis logo.
2: Oh, ah, super Nintendo that, that, Sega Genesis. That, that's
1: very neat. So yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: That's awesome.
1: I know. They Beats. do good things at Archie. Yeah.
2: Woody when I say, when I, I got some names for you that I think you're going to be happy to hear. You okay. ready? Yes. Tim Truman. <laughs> Love it. Jill Thompson. Ooh. Wow. What
1: the hell did you read?
2: Jordy Bernay. <sighs> okay. Steve Dillon. Okay. Brendan McCarthy. Ooh. Dean Haspiel.
1: Yay, uh, Dino.
2: Love him. Dennis Cowan. Oh, <laughs> come on. And I saved the last for you. This is especially for you, Mr. Igor Corday. He <laughs> love him.
1: What did you read?
2: <laughs> I read the anniversary issue of what has been for a while now my favorite comic, Scalp's number fifty. Oh yeah. Wait oh, a minute. Shit.
1: They're they're all in scalped.
2: Yes. Oh, uh, I gotta start 50, 50. Scalped. Which, As we all know, these days is a pretty significant oh, thing for a creator and book. Hell yes. Uh, Jason Aaron's awesome amazing wonderful fantastic why don't more people read it book scalped uh, issue number fifty just came out um, it uh it's uh actually a, a bit of a um way back story uh the the the, the principal uh, story is is as usual drawn by the fantastic rm rm guerra but uh, there are within the um, within the book uh, a bunch of uh, there's a couple two three page vignettes and then there's also a bunch of pin ups done by the various and sundry artists that I've uh, mentioned. Uh, Mr. Corday uh does four pages in the book. And, oh, you could uh,
1: say it, that's probably the best in the book, right?
2: Looks good. You know what? It looks good, man. I gotta say, I it looks really good. Um and I got it it's um I think I talked about this when the last DMZ trade came out and they had the anniversary issue that they also had a pretty um, impressive cast of characters that contributed um to to the book uh this is great i mean the pin-ups even um really aren't just pin-ups they I mean they tell a story and uh i think aaron's choice assuming he was the one that made the choice but aaron's choice for having each artist do each specific pin-up was just masterful like um like uh like uh geordie does uh does the um uh does the female love interest in the book um and she's it's just full page of her nude laying in bed with just a little bit of the red blanket of the um bed covering up her vi nice. body's naked and it's just uh, it, uh it's just it's just terrific uh, then you have Steve Dillon, who I think is perfect um drawing uh uh. Red Crow, who's the you know, the main antagonist of the book, sort of the kingpin of this Indian reservation. So again, perfect for him given given all of his uh you know, his work uh, you know, with uh, the Punisher and the like. So just just uh just a real treat, man. I just um again, uh, Brendan McCarthy, who, you know, I think people some that know his work know he's really great at drawing like trippy stuff and uh mm-hmm. draws this um this a character in the book, an ongoing character that's kind of the um the old sort of shaman drug addict guy in this, uh, McCarthy draws this amazing, um, uh, uh, one page thing that's got like the colors are just real trippy, like purples and greens and pinks and, uh, and, uh, just, just almost completely psychedelic. Um, just Sounds awesome. Sounds like a, a shade What's cover. What's that?
1: Sounds like one of his shade covers.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so just 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 a, a total total treat um and uh just figured when I saw that collection of artists that uh, I would at least call to her attention. I know it's not i know the the story matters not typically right. the ilk but uh but certainly uh just just even if you're at the store and you want just just page three you could see some of these guys that you know at least to take their artistic uh spin on jason aaron's uh you know uh a uh, very dirty, grimy universe. So. Now, do
1: you think um, they're going to do Scalp like they do Fables with the, uh, what do they call the upscale hardcover editions of Fables? Uh, fables oh, yeah, you know, know, the Fables yeah. Library no, or mean, something?
3: It's got, a, it's got a ways to go before that. Yeah, you know, I, I, not to be a conspiracy
2: theorist, but I'd say probably... Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I'm okay. I just hit the pause button. Um, mute uh, button. Um, probably not anytime soon. Just because again, I see a
3: conspiracy theorist. Then he takes one in the earlobe. Sorry, yeah. Uh,
2: just because Aaron is is you know one of the Marvel architects these days. So I just don't.
3: Is it? Wait, do they name him an architect?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a trowel.
3: Yeah. He's Did, one of the architects. I thought no. I thought he got <laughs> left out of the whole T-square. architect thing. T square. Oh, no, 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 he's
1: one of the architects. Mister Brady was an architect too danger will robinson <laughs> point he's, being he's
2: marvel exclusive he's writing he's schism
0: right, right, right? yeah and, 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 and in so. the
2: latest previews he yeah, had architects on that alan davis yeah song. i just i just don't think that uh, my point is I, I i just don't know that dc is going to be in a hurry to collect his stuff in another form but you know again I, I maybe some at some point it happens You know, that's nuts
1: though honor good work what's that I said that's crazy. Honor, good work.
2: Absolutely. If, well, yeah. If I mean, the book is, I mean,
1: I hear nothing like but you need to
2: run its course, right? I mean, it's yeah. It's still coming out, and and I don't. They have to know that there's a demand. I mean, think about it. They're just now doing that for 100 bullets. Um, they didn't do the wire or, or they didn't do the Y until it was done. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Fables is so much more successful than other modern. Um, uh, vert- vertical books that I, you know, I guess that makes sense. And it's already well past a hundred issues. I could see why they did it. But you know, Scout probably has gone straight. We won't see those hardcovers for at least a few years if we if we do see them.
1: Yeah. So uh, if it's on issue fifty, then it, I could probably catch up. I have the first two trades. First
2: trade. I read the first trade. I liked it a lot. You know, yeah, I, I love the book. I mean, I generally do. It, it was my pick last year for my favorite book. Um, I, but I don't. I knowing you as I do, I I don't. I'm not sure this is a book that's that's gonna grab you by the short and curly. I mean, I, it's, yeah. The it's,
1: thing it's, is, it was a little too much rooted in the real world. Like, it is
2: extremely raw. Yeah. Real, re- like preacher
1: had the supernatural aspect, so that that
2: kept me hooked. No, there's but, none of that. These are real, oh, yeah. you know, just yeah. just 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 people at the at the sort of bottom of their salted earth, Well, well, <laughs> man. <laughs> Or like the mud of the earth, I mean people that yeah. are uh, in bad situations and made making and 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 the thing again, the reason I love the why I think you wouldn't like the book Vince is the reason I think I love the book and Kristen likes the book and so many other people is that it is so real i mean the the stuff that happens is yeah. just uh yeah. gut punch stuff, I mean and it's stuff that that you know, although maybe a little sensationalistic because they asked to tell a story it is it, it, stuff that you know is happening to people of all walks of life across the earth every day and so mm-hmm. um, but yeah just uh, but yeah just hat tip to scalp number 50 just uh, you know I, I generally read it in trade but I picked up this anniversary issue just to uh, give it a, a look see and, uh, and and happy I did just because I would have wouldn't wanted to wait for the for the trade to come out so
1: yeah there needs to be a book books like that
3: yeah, books of all sorts yeah That's right.
1: I have to give someone an apology a little Uh-oh. bit. Yeah, oh a little Vince, bit. you
3: don't do you don't have, you, have to do that. No, I do, not you. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh.
1: well it is someone you talk to, if I'm uh, correct, back on one of your uh don't misses.
2: You Look talk to Pimping versus don't misses. You you, you talk
1: you. to uh, Eric Troutman? Yes. All right. It's no secret that oh. I've been I've been pooping oh. on I've been, yeah, poop, been pooping the on the I've been pooping <laughs> on the Vampirella, and uh after seven issues I've decided that it has no bearing on Mr. Troutman's ability the reason why I did not care for the the book it was nothing to do with Mr. Troutman the uh, the the story's actually pretty damn cool Mm-hmm. It, it, it's rooted in, um, Vampirella lore. Like, she, there's one point where she has to team up with Dracula. And she has a long history with, uh, Vlad, uh, Tepes or Tepis or whatever, um, way back in the Warren days. It, it's, it's really neat. Troutman introduces this, this Lovecraftian alien horror that's at the root of vampirism. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really neat. Uh, So I mean, if you're going to ground a horror book in uh, a pseudo Lovecraftian horror from the stars, that's okay with me. Mm -hmm. And um, so this uh, this creature uh, created this vampire in the early issues called Le Fanu. It's a woman, and she's a vampire, but she also has this really disturbing ability, like these worms uh, emerge from her hands and other orifices and it actually it actually uh overcomes your mind it warps it's it saps your will and and makes you a a, a pawn to this uh, uh yagath vermilis which is really neat and it's hyphenated and everything just like lovecraft would have did uh, but it, like I said, it wasn't Troutman's work. Because he's pretty true to the character, even though in the early issues she does not have the trademark Vampirella costume, which is not really a big deal when you come down to it, anyway. But it's it was the art. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a, a double team on the first six issues. Wagner Reese. How do you say uh, Ivan uh, Reese's last name? Is it Reese? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 well no, it's Ivan you know, right well
2: the, he's he's Ivan Ice but, but, okay. he, but I don't know. If, so if, I'm
1: assuming that this is Wagner Ice. And, well but
2: uh, he, if he's German it would be Well his name's Wagner I would think. Right but I'm saying so it would be I, right. Ivan is uh it's it's Portuguese.
1: Oh so this is Wagner reese Uh right. and uh there's f- these dream sequences. So whenever Vampirella gets uh falls under the spell of the uh the horror uh, it's illustrated by fabiano neves who's outstanding it's it's wagner rees i have the problem with he's 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 not bad but he's bringing the story down his art is just, it, uh, just not and, and and, and yeah. i hate i hate to um, take a, a brother or artist down a peg or try to or whatever but it there's a long and beautiful pedigree to Vampirella artists, and oh sure, nah, it's not doing it. It's not. But on the bright side, I read issue seven, which is illustrated by Walter Giovanni. Yow! If this guy was on the book from the beginning, I would have I would have been singing the praises from day one. I guess he did some Red Sonia along the line for for Dynamite.
3: Yeah, uh, and that's but, uh, that's a book that uh, that Troutman writes as well
1: okay so i see where the uh but um giovanni's art is everything that uh rice's was not so i'll just just leave it at that Uh, he he has an amazing command of the female form the uh the, the the colors by ivan nunes are gorgeous lush silky creamy colors it it's a good looking book issue seven is a, is a very good looking book. One of the things I didn't like about Reese, he uh, fell prey to the cut and paste way too many times. Oh, yes. like, like there's a church that gets destroyed, and there there are uh, um, uh, one of the characters gets smushed by a cross, and I swear it's the same damn cross in like five <laughs> or six different panels. You know what I mean? That yeah. that I gotta oh, sure out, got to get this out. That it. deadline, yeah. you know, the deadline doom. He's not bad. And I I hate like hell to to, to cast aspersions on a, on an artist, but he just doesn't I, I see a lot of Brian Talbot in his art, which is is good. It's just not there. It's it's not. And but on like I said, on the bright side, Walter Giovanni really good. So if you've shied away from Vampirella in the past, I hope this Giovanni guy stays on the book. Give it a shot with issue seven. It's um it uh, goes into Vamparella's uh, teenage sidekick Sophia, who kind of nursed her back to health after the events of the uh, first six. The Crown of Worms storyline. She got the the uh, the pudding knocked out of her, and uh, this uh, Sophia nurses her back to health, which is it, it's cool. It's very neat. Let's try it. That's all I could say. Give it a shot. Where what was what was not there in the beginning is there now. How about wow. that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, but don't read the Scarlet Legion because that's not very pretty either. <laughs> they, <laughs> Dynamite really—they really need to shore up their books.
3: Dude, well, they, they, that's always been their thing, man. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but yep, well, that's kind of I'm, that's that's their—it's kind of their trademark the thing, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: but but the, the the Barsoom stuff is pretty. The Dejah Thoris and and the John Carter—that's pretty stuff. I like them.
0: Uh, even a uh, broken clock, right?
3: Well,
1: yeah, I guess. Well, Chris, yeah, but what about Genesis?
3: Uh, well, there you go. You, Let's you like talk about it, Mr. I,
1: I did not read the first issue. I did read, like I said, oh. you, yeah, I got the first issue in this box. It's on the stack really close to the top, but should, I, I, I had to jump into Witch Doctor. Have you seen Witch Doctor from Image?
3: No.
2: Not, oh, not yet. It's it's actually in my stack. oh, you it. you did buy it though. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, it's so good. Well, we'll talk about it after you read it. It's, okay. oh It was really exceptionally well done. I, I'm it? I'm kind of ticked that it was. It's it's a miniseries. I would love this to be an ongoing. Yeah. Okay. Did it? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you can talk. I mean. No, I don't want to. I'm not prepared. Oh. I just want well, to this, bring it.
2: well you should it's Kirkman's I mean it's his first skybound book right, right? it's um uh, mm-hmm. I mean it's uh it's sort of Doctor Who meets Fringe right
1: with a lot of HP Lovecraft thrown in. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, he's he's a sort of and he's a, a um a doctor of paranormal medicine which mm-hmm. is, does include exorcisms of sorts but he does other things too it's it's it, it you're right there is a little bit of a doctor who flavor to it and and he does have a companion penny dreadful <laughs> it's so good <laughs> cool. so cool yeah and uh she's she's got this really neat power that i will leave to you when you read read the issue i don't want to tell you too much because it's really stunning it's very good i like that. it's very atmospheric a lot of rights and in, in the artwork a lot nice yeah
2: Am I imagining things, or did you talk about Executive Assistant Iris number zero you, two weeks ago? I talked it, 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 about the mini-series. It was in your first, travels, right? Yes. Oh, oh, it was the mini-series. Okay. So you have not talked about the zero issue that came out two weeks ago?
1: Damn thing sold out. I didn't get it.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, Dude, I got to say, this is now here's, okay. We, I think a couple years ago we talked about, well, a lot of people did about how, you know, uh, Philip Sadlick at Top Cow fought really hard to reestablish top cow as a brand because you know there was the um stigma and he freely admitted you know people would a lot of people yeah. would never even look at a top cow comic because they would assume it was tna and you know there was no real story behind it and that sort of thing and you know they've tried hard to to break free of that mold by telling good stories and stuff i would say to to that end that um like when I see something like from Aspen or like an like the executive assistant Iris stuff, like I I would have also not paid it much mind, but um, but your and uh, some other people's uh, talk of that series and and this relaunch piques my curiosity, so I picked up the Zero issue, um, and I thought it was freaking great. It yeah. really was a lot of fun, man. I mean it. it uh, it's the start of this hit list agenda which i i, I don't know if it's ongoing or a mini series i know there's a bunch of like one shots that are about like other executive assistants introducing them mm-hmm. uh, but uh i i thought it was terrific i mean for zero issue it it's action packed the art was good it sets up the story uh, iris is a total badass oh she yeah she beats that ass um, it's sexy i mean the you know the, the girls are drawn beautifully but uh like it's not cheesecakey for the sake of it though you know i mean they i mean um, like it's not gratuitous, um, right? Uh, but it was terrific. I, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I, 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 I'm gonna definitely. Uh, I think I'm on board for this whole this this uh, this little. I don't know. Again, like I, I'm not sure if it's a mini series or just a collection of these one shots. But I'm I'm on board for this whole uh, uh, hit list agenda thing because it uh, it it seems pretty damn cool. I mean, it's beautiful women who are deadly assassins. It's you know it, trained but trained from birth basically right, right, to, to be protect deadly. their yeah their, yeah employers yeah it's great
1: yeah um far be it from me to um talk about aspen because in a, in a bad light because there was a lot of years where i succumbed to the 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 uh status quo like people just thought aspen was a cheesecake company and it was all just pretty pictures by um the late mr turner and that was it The last bunch of Aspen books that I've bought, I've really enjoyed them. Like Shrugged, uh, Delec is really good. Uh, they have a a guy working for them called Micah Gunnell, who's fantastic, or Gunnell. And then I, so I figured, well, this executive assistant looks really sharp. Uh, Eduardo Francisco, the art's really nice. Very well done. Gave it a try. This would make a fantastic movie
2: absolutely yeah
1: it's all absolutely. there yeah. and, and it but it doesn't read like a um what's that company that the shitty movie books
3: Oh, radical! Yes,
1: it doesn't look like a radical book. Like these,
3: these <laughs> Bob Breedle just—I <laughs> know that's why I said it. Um, <laughs> that's true. He is a uh, yeah. It's
1: it's very cinematic without being forced. Like it's not—they're not shoehorning comics into the the uh, a cinematic air to it. It's just—it just plays out like a really damn good comic. And there's a mythology of this book set up in the six issues with the executive assistants. I, I think there's Iris uh violet who are the other two that they're doing uh one two of them appear in this in the first miniseries there's iris violet and and uh two other ones rose but um well i won't reveal it but rose is in the the six issue mini seven issue miniseries and um she doesn't do too well so i don't know how they're gonna i don't know how they're gonna do that but uh, i did spoil it didn't i uh but yeah it's great it's um, very strong woman, char- women characters without pandering to the the, um, the typical. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, it it it's not it's not a it's not a misogynistic or sexist portrayal of of women. They they kick ass and take names, and they, almost unanimously they have it all over the men. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if yeah, and they're hot as hell.
2: Look at they that. They are.
1: Stunning reversal of fortune for uh, Aspen.
2: Yeah, I just hope again, though, that enough people give it a, a shot, a fair shot, you know. Because again, it's uh, even now, frankly, I'm not sure enough people give Top Cow a shot, right? Even though true, like, yeah, they, they fought hard to to break. Uh, to, to break out of that mold i i still think a lot of people just basically ignore them um for what they may have been perceived to have been a long time ago and and
3: uh i i frankly think that aspen's got an even bigger hole yeah well i mean the the big thing with with aspen is that mike turner's publishing group i mean that was that was his that was his imprint yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know it's it Top Cow wasn't really tied to one creator, as I mean, Aspen was Michael Turner. So, yeah, it's, uh. but he he
1: had the sense to bring in really good names. Like, didn't Jeff Loeb uh, write the first, however many issues of Soulfire? I think Loeb had something to do with that. So it wasn't. I mean, yes, it was Michael Michael Turner's mm-hmm. imp- uh, publishing company, but uh, he, he had there was other names in the, in the mix too yeah
3: yeah but i mean it was really you know he was without a doubt the name it. And, and oh yeah and when fathom stopped coming out with any sort of regularity i mean aspen i mean that was that was that was the book at aspen in a lot of ways you know that's mm-hmm. the one i remember anyway
1: you know what kills me about top Cow? when you mm-hmm. have writers like ron mars and um on on uh, Witchblade, and so, you have Phil Hester on the Darkness, and yeah. these books are hard sells. What is wrong with, with well, the industry? I mean, you get two of the two of the th- these guys are have th- their their workmanship is is outstanding. Like Ron Mars darkness, has written
3: Darkness, Darkness has been awesome since Phil took it over. It was good. I, I agree. over and it's and it's been fantastic it's you know i I think those i think those characters are their own worst enemies um they're they're products of of an era in comics that that people remember for for a lot of different reasons and witchblade and the darkness were were Right there is kind of being stereotypical of that era. Now, those characters, I mean, prove that there are no bad characters. You know, there are just, you know, bad stories. And and what Ron Mars has been able to do, what Phil has been able to do, shows that, hey, the the, the core idea of those characters was still pretty cool and you can do you can do some really interesting things with them now but yeah i think there's i think there's still um uh, a little bit of a stigma attached to to some mm. of the top cow stuff it, it's know? odd
1: because didn't uh, michael turner have a huge hand in the creation of witch plate
3: yep. yeah. yeah yeah It's he did it all the covers and um uh, i'm trying to think who the who the first artist was was it was it sylvestri
1: I'm th- yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, if he wasn't the yeah. first, Sylvestri was in on the ground floor. I, I, th- think, well, I
3: think. Yeah, which is actually a Sylvestri character? Um hmm. But um, but Michael Turner did a lot of covers and that kind of stuff. I yeah. can go grab my omnibus. Well, and uh, her, her her
0: first appearance gun- was was the the she crossover. I have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was we first made Sarah Pizzini. Um I don't know if I I, I think I think Turner might have, have drawn that because the first part was the she crossover and that was by Tucci, but the, the image uh issue of
2: the crossover I, I wanna say it was Turner. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh the first issue of Witchblade was uh, was drawn by Turner.
1: Was nice. it? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think Top Cow's.
2: Oh, sorry, Vince, to interrupt you, but interesting Egypt, but written by Brian Haberlin, Michael Turner, and David Wall, who is the writer of right. Executive Assistant Paris.
1: Right. Yeah. Like well. I knew I. Were. Yeah. Uh, but I what was going to say. Oh, uh, t- I think Top Cow's struggle is um, the the incline is even getting steeper because now they're losing, um. The architect of the Witchblade, Ron Mars, and Sedgwick—they're—they're yeah. they're, they're both leaving the book with 150. So,
2: well, not to be a downer because I—I know we were all really, but for me, at least personally, the pacing—and and to my knowledge, I think it's—it's it's coming out as it was supposed to be. But I just think that. Uh, uh, arc, architects or artifacts uh, just just has taken too long. And, uh, you're the, right, it, yeah. and, I, and and it's it's not helping. With the uh, it's it's four issues, and now we're going to put out the, the right exactly. And I think that was the plan, but I think it was a mis a misguided plan. Especially and any, if you know, you want to think about it. Artists, I'm yeah, right. I I think they would have been better served to do like a six, Absolutely. seven, eight hu event in in six seven eight months and just because the whole i mean i think they actually did a really nice job of getting people excited for the event which would have theoretically exposed us to the universe i know we were all excited we all talked about the first
3: yeah
2: yeah um yeah and and i know philip philip was pounding the pavement he was on a ton of different podcasts he was all over the cons i think he did a great job of building hype for for that event and uh and maybe it's maybe the hype maybe it's paid off, but I, I at least speaking personally, I feel like uh although I'm st- I've still ordered the issues, I, I yep. just uh just it has not it has not led me to want to expand my consumption of
3: the other top cattle. Yeah, they're not keeping you hungry for the And, for- and
0: I mean it's it the gimmick I think hurt it because it's thirteen issues, it's thirteen artifacts, it's it's you know, thirteen bears of, of or thirteen 13- Items that, that that they're going after, and it's it is it's it, if it was because we we talked about the zero issue at Free Comic Day last year, and and <laughs> it's only up to issue yeah, what right. ten maybe I don't know I, I I mean I I have I don't know what what just came into DC's today It might have been issue nine or ten, but or eight, but it's it's yeah it's I'm not going to read until, until it's completed, sadly, and and that's no that's no slight around Mars because those first few issues I, I, I thought were well written and, and I think, yeah. I don't know I I don't know how I feel about the art yet because since I haven't continued it, I haven't checked each each arc as it's, as it's drawn by the different artists. I mean, I, I checked out the first issue, penciled by uh, Potacio. I know Johnny Hahn is, First uh, issue?
1: I thought Michael Broussard did the first no, issue. No, no,
0: no, no w- Wilson's first issue that he drew of the story. Oh, I mean, yeah Four or five but um it's it's uh it's just the the way
3: it it it's the, the public i look forward is. to reading it in it's, and it's done. in its entirety yeah. when it's completed you know and, who's and, doing
1: and the and last issue
3: i I saw who's doing it but i forgot.
1: Dale Yes, huh?
0: yes. 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 Okay, uh-huh. That's right. That's right. No, Han, Han's doing. I think up to the last issue. He's doing uh-huh. the last arc up to the last issue. But yeah. I was. I was. Uh, whereas Jason was right about Turner drawing the first issue of Witchblade. Sylvester did draw her first appearance in and the she uh, side blade um, crossover. I have yes. that. Yes. That's <laughs> Me too. What was it? it? Battle for Independence. Yeah.
1: I I bought all that shit back in the day. I remember oh, buying. Yeah. Remember when they did the Babe Watch Month at Image, where yeah, where no. all the all the uh, supergroups turned into women. Yeah, that was crazy. See, but I, I bought I'm them sorry, all.
0: But I, I see. I I much more enjoyed the the Image Switch Month where we did Savage Dragon and everybody the Image founders all drew each other's. Issues.
1: Yeah, that was cool. You're right.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then
3: Eric went like, and and uh, he did his issue 13. So there you go.
1: There's it's two like, issue 13s like, for
3: six. The 14-month yeah. 14, 14 overdue Image United.
1: Jesus, Uh-oh. why do you got to do that? I mean, especially when he's here. Last uh, last week you dropped it. He wasn't here, which was okay. Now you're doing it. Jason's in attendance, so he's gonna go off.
3: 14 months. Um, Stop. <laughs> ruined Top Cow. Hey, hey, it's not what? delayed because my man,
2: my man did his pages. Seriously. Taking <laughs> yeah. him out. Uh-huh.
1: I'm almost getting tired of putting Rob Liefeld in the show notes because we talk about him a lot.
2: Hey, that's why I didn't even say his name. You said his name. You yeah. see the pages
1: from the it's Infinite? Your fault. It's your fault. He, he, He's he's putting up pages from the third issue
0: of Infinite. I'm not. I'm not looking for pages. I'm just. I. I got. I'm getting a deluxe first issue. That I'm not looking at preview pages. I'm. I'm going in blind with that. Same
3: as. Same Dude, Kirkman Kirkman was on. Uh, was the on. Uh, the, <laughs> what's that? Oh, wait, just. Yeah. I, no I'm
1: not <laughs> there's a ringtone for
3: you <laughs> uh, it doesn't look any different than what he was doing 20 years ago
1: i know it's, it's awesome
3: <laughs> so much for you know guess artistic growth yeah that's oh uh, i
1: think he's grown i think he's grown a lot I do.
3: You just agreed that it looks the same that it did 20 years ago. It
1: it looks the same in spirit, but he, the his, same as it did his, 20
3: years ago. He is no grown his, his
1: his, his uh his chops with the the uh, human anatomy has has Fortune developed a lot great. since back then. Yeah,
3: True that. you would expect from a competent comic book artist.
1: Oh, I he's awesome. I I'm love making his it style. rain.
3: Hey, I know that the guy could. Yeah, it's. Tons of money and and awesome, so I'm not going to talk bad about and it. And as I've
2: said several times recently, the dude, you got to admit, he's an ambassador for comics. He loves yeah. comics. Yeah. He's up on the Twitter all day long, Pippin Comics, Marvel, DC. And-
1: I, I so look forward to see what he tweets. Every time I see a Lob Rife, a, a Lob a Rife. <laughs> that is, that's ridiculous. That was
2: Cap Yaps' uh, uh, back in 1990. <laughs> Rob Reifeld. Rob Uh, Reifeld. No, when
1: when when he tweets, it's always a little bit of a a jolt to my day. Like I'll I'll be doing some bullshit, yeah, uh, flowchart stupidity, and and Rob will tweet something like, "Hey, have you seen this?" or or just or you know, remember the new mutant stuff is in three prestige format or uh, prestige hardcovers, and it's like it's so much fun to see him tweet. He's he's so enthusiastic. He is even, love even, even
0: happy today because he's like he's home from vacation. You know, one sick has got some pages done. About it. it's like even even if like something might be bugging him, it's still like yeah, you know, so I was stuck in traffic, but you know, I was closing a movie deal, and it's like okay, <laughs> I, that, that's that's <laughs> great.
1: <bitches>. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times.
3: Yeah. My good favorite, time. um, my favorite uh, Top Cow books, without a doubt, Midnight Nation and uh, and Rising Stars. That's some of I, some of Straczynski's Nation, yeah. best best yeah. best comic work. I think was I in talk I've yeah. not read either. Me you too. would really like Midnight Nation. And it's twelve issues, Gary Frank art,
0: and The Wizard has to. I I what I I want them all on eBay. I, I just I haven't read them yet. Yeah,
1: you see and how I fast. Them. Chris pulled the bus off in the, into the, the side <laughs> it's road. It's <laughs> There's at Midnight Nation. Yes. 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 Gary
3: Frank, hello, Gary Frank. on, Rob Liefeld. I got <laughs> I got other shit to do.
1: Oh. oh my God! I got beer all over wow. me. That's not good.
3: You dribbled. I did. It's
1: what perfect. else we got? There's so many things to talk about. Let's let's uh, did, did you know let's see, I, Let's I, check the what? clock first.
2: Wait, David, uh, got lots of time. Now again, you might have talked about this last week or on Marvel Noise. I haven't I'm behind in both. But uh, <laughs> Young Avengers Children's Crusade number six. Oh, I'm trade
0: waiting on that, dude.
2: Oh fuck, why are you trade waiting on that?
0: What the fuck? It's is it, many. Is, it I, it's, is it that good? And because I have I have complete young Avengers in, in one oversized hardcover. I don't want to go with shit
2: now. Yo, all I know is this is there's major, major, oh. like level universe-changing shit going on in this book. Are, oh. This is gonna be one of those books where people go back and be like, "I gotta read that trade. What the fuck?" It's, a, it's gonna be an Avengers Forever. That's awesome. I love it. That's great, dude. It's it, first of all, every time I bring the book up, I gotta say Jim Chung is just my favorite guy <laughs> in the business. These he days. is good. It's, it makes me weep when I look at the pages. How good the dude
3: is! He's gonna be—he's gonna be at uh, at Wizard Chicago. So, if you want that elusive Jimmy Chung sketch, let me know.
1: Puppet Ten probably- get there about okay. two days early.
3: Uh, no, no, no I'm sure if I
2: email you, yeah. he'll probably stop on by and then.
1: I did say Puppet uh, Ten.
2: Anyway, T- uh, no, but it looks awesome, and uh, and I can't—I can't even begin. I'm not going to spoil this one, but it, but uh, issue six shit happens. I was like, what? I was like, oh. <laughs> like it's on to the early morn and I don't even know. Like, we TV shows need to stop hiring Alan Heinberg and need to just <laughs> so that he has time to write comics because the dude can write some comics when he actually has the time.
0: So what's 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 the premise? They're
2: looking for Scarlet Witch, or they're trying to? Okay, well, yeah. So this is six of I think nine, eight or nine.
1: Okay, He's yeah, done six he... of them to date, but
2: it's but it's yeah, bimonthly this, 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 though. So right, yeah, it's bimonthly. Okay, bimonthly. Uh, right, exactly. The um. The the, so the Young Avengers, two of which, it, it, I don't know how how familiar you guys are or how much you remember, but the Young Avengers characters I think are great. Uh, the 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 two of them, Speed and Wiccan, when they first meet, they don't you know there's no relation, but they notice when they actually come across each other that, save for one having platinum blonde hair and one having brown hair, they pretty much are identical. So like, holy shit, that's weird. And then they come to it comes to. They come to believe that they maybe are uh Wanda's children, the twins that she had had back with Vision and The ones that she
3: actually created, created herself. Right, exactly. Yeah. So then they yeah. come
2: to when they find out that in fact she created her twins, they, they come to think, Oh, well, maybe we're you know, we must not be her her kids. But you know, yet curiously, Wiccan has which like hex powers and then speed is like, Quicksilver has, you know, super speed and uh, looks just like Quicksilver. So, they're like, eh. Anyway, they, back and forth, it turns out that there's still – there is an inclination in, in – that, that in fact, maybe they are her kids, you know, whatever. But but what ha- how could that be? So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Wanda's kind of been in the periphery ever since No More Mutants, House of M, and that sort of thing. Um, she's been around. I mean, she's – you know, there's been – we if you've if you read all the marvel stuff you kind of know where she's been um she's been you know you've seen her a little bit in some of the x books from time to time so you know kind of what it's not quite a surprise in this series where she is but you haven't they've really uh, addressed it beyond the fact that you kind of know where she is so yeah the series kind of is is a look at that the uh the kids want to track her down for a specific reason though uh that that manifests in the in the early issues um uh, and Magneto gets involved. And of course, Magneto was for those that don't know, uh, listening is, is Wanda's father. Um, but yeah, so they, they, um, they, 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 they go to find her and, uh, she is a certain place involved with a certain other person. Again, I'm trying to be very vague here, but the, 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 the point is, is, is this has been going on now, I guess, like you said, this is issue six, it's bi-monthly. So it's been over a year or close to a year since the first issue came out. And, um, uh, I wasn't sure how far they were going to go in this series dealing with House of M, but mm-hmm. after this issue, it is freaking on. It is on. And for the mutant fans out there that have spent the last few years reading about the aftermath of House of M, um, they did some shit in this issue that I did not think would happen in a reasonably uh, you know, obscure um, miniseries. That, what's, is the Gwen, name of the, what's the name of the series Norman again? Osborne? Young Avengers: Children's Crusade. What'd you say, oh, Vince? Wow. I said, "Does
1: Gwen sleep with Norman Osborn?" <laughs> uh, okay, let's no, let's vi- pull out the d twenty. Pick a number from one to twenty, and if you're if you're two numbers away, you spoil it.
3: Oh, stop! Uh, no, come on! I want to hear some spoilers. 15.
1: Nah, seven,
3: eight. Oh well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eight, that's one away. You can spoil. Nice. It. No, but it, um, if it's Jim Chung, damn it, you got to know it looks beautiful.
2: Okay. Oh, it looks so good. No, dude, this is not a Gwen Norman thing. This is not retconning. This is right. This is actually them finally dealing with Wanda and House of M. But what I'm surprised about is, again, as awesome as it is, I, I still think most people would have expected this kind of stuff to be dealt with in the X. Ex- <laughs> Because that's really where the aftermath of what she did. Yeah, sure, it was an Avengers story arc and she, you know, killed a couple of events.
3: you know, I mean sure that was But it really changed the
2: mutant. Right, world. It, it, changed, right than, yeah. it changed the mutant universe for, for I mean, that's really been the defining characteristic of the mutant books uh since. I mean it even you know, obviously it, it led to the to, to scott becoming a much more of a stop being a pussy and become a leader and uh, <laughs> and, uh you know, it. led to him basically disowning xavier and giving up on xavier's dream it you know it led to utopia i mean uh, pretty much everything that the X writers have done um in terms of 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 the 198 and then what's happened after that, it's all been driven
3: by house of m and wanda's no or more it's, like, it's like it's called it the 198 ish
2: yeah, well, right, of course, yeah. But but and then again, even like in X-Factor and, and tons of, I mean, I, I talked about the Jubilee thing. You know, she's been depowered and, you know, in X-Factor, Richter's been depowered. And there's, there's tons of mutants that have been depowered, dead, kill, you know, um, that are kind of just wandering the 616 without powers now. Um, and, you know, even with Hope, right? I mean, Hope is theoretically the, the Hope and then the Five Lights, it's the first new manifestations of mutant power we've seen in years since House of M so I just didn't think we would see Wanda and specifically Wanda's ability to impact the mutant population dealt with in a Avengers book but that's what we're getting and I think once we get the nine issues out and people start talking about what happens I'm guessing in the last three issues it's going to be a book that people will want to track down the trade for if they're not reading it
0: hmm.
3: Cool, I'm going I'm to in- check that out. That sounds cool. I'm intrigued.
1: Cool. Oh, because okay. I
3: love so- I, I love the Young Avengers, and I really liked, uh yeah. Heimberg's work in that. It makes me mad that they've kind of had those characters more or less on the sideline. That was that was one of my favorite, yeah, favorite yeah. new Marvel books of the last. Uh, last decade, so it's it's cool that, that he's back, and, and it's so it's it's him and Jimmy Chung. It's the original Young Avengers team. It is, team, yeah, huh? it's the original team. That's, yeah. that, that's really cool. So, yeah. no, I I love that book, so I will, I will check that out for so sure.
0: So, so it sounds like it's worth the wait, because really, they've always said that the Young
2: Avengers will be seen again once Heinbergs come back and write them. Yeah, and to be mm-hmm. fair, the Young Avengers have been in... In other. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, the uh, just, just Civil War. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've basically had become after Heinberg and Chung, were, they were the. Like a fifth. They basically were a. We only saw them every event they had a miniature. With the Runaways. Right. 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 You know, yeah. the hey, we're going to use these characters to sell an event tie in book where there's only very little. It was very little character development with these guys. It was more about just. Inserting this group of characters into the status quo, whether it be scrolls or yeah. civil war, or right. So, so this is again just just away from all that. Um, uh, and I would say the first five issues were cool and again looked beautiful, and, and stuff happens. But it's more sort of setting up the quest and the dynamic between Wiccan and Speed and 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 uh, uh, their grandfather, or at least you know p- potentially their grandfather. I mean, they haven't really. I don't even know, frankly, that they've. Fully come out and said one way or the other, but but uh, but you know. It, but then issue six, it's like shits is on. <laughs> it's on, so
3: cool.
1: It's awesome. Still yeah. wishing you spoiled it.
3: Well, I can tell you. i <laughs> will go read it. Yeah. I'm not
1: gonna read it till it's all done. Get just trade
2: six, Vince. You don't Beautiful. even need to read the first five. If you want to get, sure, the, if
3: you want the big, to, big, the big, big to do.
1: I do like, like the big
3: to-do. Should we let this young man go on his vacation?
1: Um, no. I think we should talk about comics for another half hour.
3: <laughs> it's up to you. I'm just oh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Mr. I'll try that
1: book. W- would you try Sonic the Hedgehog or no? Be honest.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You're a liar. I'll try anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. No. <laughs> All right, what what issue do you want me to to read? And I all of uh, them, all, all of, of them. them. Oh, come you on. know what's that,
1: really cool it's not out. That, that that's that's. Get this, you know what Archie does that no other publisher does, and David's going to know before store, I even so say it.
3: Comics and grocery stores.
1: Well, no, yes, but that's not the okay. Well, what's another thing that's, that that uh, Archie comics uh, do very well that no other comic uh, publisher does they sell Uh, they sell their they sell their books by the year there's there's an order form in every issue of sonic where you can get um the entire publishing of the of the magazine for a by year for a certain certain price like, you can get uh, 2005, numbers 142 to 154 for 20 bucks. You can get 2006, 2007. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, that's very I
2: neat. I like, subscription. I was like, well, both Marvel and DC still do that. But you, you mean... No, no, FG. no. Oh, okay.
1: You can, and you can buy Sonic Universe by the Ark. You can get the first yeah. four yeah. issues if that's yeah. all you wanted. Yeah. That's crazy. Nobody else does that. You don't see, uh, you know, Marvel and DC selling their books, like, in bundles. Archie, they do some pretty unique things. As well cool. as publish great comics. Yeah. Day and date. And they've been uh yeah, they have the online stuff too, don't they?
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how I'll read Sonic. I'll go <laughs> See, I'll go get it lie. digitally.
1: You'll <laughs> steal it.
3: I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I love say it. I can't say so much, but
1: I love Chris. All right, hey everybody, eleven o'clock comics, one sixty-eight. Oh, you bitch! You got to be kidding me. I love it. Keep talking.
0: Oh, do you know why? Okay. Do, do you know why? Um, Steve Engelhart went. To DC to write Justice League of America back in the 70s? Why he left Marvel to do that? No. Because of Woods boy, Jerry
2: Conway. My boy, yes. My <laughs> Jerry boy.
0: Conway became uh, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics for like a month and a half, but when he did, he did what, um, according to Englehart, what Stan didn't do even though he had the power to do it. What Roy Thomas didn't do, even though he had the power, And is when you're editor in chief, you can pretty much kick people off books and write them yourself. And <laughs> Jerry Conway wanted to write the Avengers and the Defenders, so he kicked Engelhard off of the Avengers
2: and Gerber off the Defenders. Wow! And, Shocking to think that Jerry Conway would have done something douchey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is sort of a fancy flashback by way of back issue number forty five. So it's it's a direct a, it's a faux. Fancy flashback, since it's a new-ish uh, magazine, but it's um they uh, apparently according to Englehart, uh by '75 there were three or four years where DC refused to change because DC was the top of the heap for a while, and then um the, the there were some DC folks that had gone to Marvel, Neil Adams, Gil Kane, uh so Marvel was starting to. Creep up and, and uh, basically DC was just basically then DC is what Marvel is now, where you know we're, we're, we're rigid, we don't need to change, what we're doing is fine, the fans love us, and, and, and this is how it is. And it by not changing things got stale, and um, you had a pretty, I guess, formulaic approach to the Justice League of America month in, month out. So uh, they DC made a play for uh for Steven Engelhart and for John Bushima, but Sand outbid uh D C for, for for John. So he ended up staying and um
1: Pretty and damn smart.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Englehart went to D C because he was mostly pissed at Marvel. And that's and that's what's interesting is that when when we see even on the forum or on other <laughs> creators, we'll will will talk about, you know, um uh, I'm mad at Marvel because they did this, this, and this. It's not. It's it's it kind of really made a point reading this where 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 Engelhardt says I was pissed at Marvel. Actually, you were kind of really pissed at Jerry Conway, who was the head of, of Marvel at the time. So you're kind of whenever I, I just kind of have to remember that when someone says I'm pissed at any mean company, it's it's probably just one particular person that just not saying. It. But um, it was uh, he he was. Engelhardt signed on to do a year. He says, "I'll work I'll, I'll on the book for a year. These are the, I'll make changes, and, and this is what I'm going to do." And uh, and it was kind of a, a shock because he had like Wonder Woman be, be the bitchy and mean towards Barry. And uh, oh, and, heavens and, forbid! You know, but but it was it's it's just you know he tried to have introduce like conflict and turmoil in the team. Um, she she was like she, she's kind of browbeating. Harry every once in a while I like, you know, oh you're the fix in a it took you that long to figure that out and it's like, it like that were fans were not used to seeing something like this in their Justice League, but uh he um he, Aquaman
1: was a dick too, wasn't he?
0: Uh there wasn't a whole lot of of talk about Aquaman in here. It it, it talks about introducing Manhunters and uh and Mark Shaw and, and how that kind of um Led the way, although not not knowing at the time in the mid seventies, but is bringing the Manhunter into the DC, but bringing them into America, kind of led the way for um, for Millennium and, uh, and and what they could do with, with the Guardians. So uh, there's no man escapes <laughs> the Manhunter. But uh, I, something I really really loved reading about was um, was was when Engelhardt was was writing the book. He um the issues were drawn by Dick Dylan. And I know how I have fallen, but I, I know how a lot of us will, will mention how oh great, you don't know, spend four issues and we already have a fill in and and uh and then we'll talk about, you know, John Burbrun on the Fantastic Four or Fushima or and, and Palmer on Avengers or Bushima on Conan and and just we we, we know what it's like. It, when we look through back issues, or, or those of us that, that have been reading comics since the 70s or 80s, that, that we know, like Kurt Swan, Superman, what it's like when when we see somebody on a book for a long time. Dick Dillon was on the um, the Justice League of America until he died. He he uh, he, he drew the book for 12 years, minus uh, from issue 67 to 183, where with the exception of a couple of months where there were reprint issues. The only two issues he did not draw fully was one by um George Tuska, which was one hundred fifty three oh, yeah. and issue and'll speak over that and, uh, and one <laughs> fifty seven where he did the uh the framing sequence the the, the prologue in Nepal where where uh Martiz did the book of the book uh his last issue that that he had started um dylan uh george perez and and uh Frank McLaughlin just started over from scratch with with that issue, but he um he at twelve, twelve years, one artist drawing, and 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 a lot of those Justice League issues were like double sized issues or or, uh, or more than the twenty two pages. But um, I just I think that's that's just fantastic. when when I mean because he was, we were talking about or Chris was talking about the with Echo and, and how it has a consistent look, and um, I mm-hmm. think Dylan's pay for that. So yeah, yeah. But,
1: what, no, what are nothing. You giggling about? <laughs> David's funny. I am. You are. You know. Say what you will about his personality, disposition, whatever. Jerry Conway has the second best writing run on Amazing Spider-Man, next to Steve Ditko.
0: Writing? Okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
0: good. That's good. <laughs> I love
1: Jerry Conway's Amazing Spider-Man. I think that's, that's you know,
0: I, yes. let's, let's I, give
1: Stan I, his props, okay?
0: No, I, I would have. I would have, except for the fact that he did not know what to do with Gwen Stacy and was more
2: interested in the redhead, and that's why... He, he knew what to redhead. do with her. Uh, yeah. Killed yeah. Her. He killed her. He killed her. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. That, he brought, he brought the nice hoe in. Everybody and, wants look, the hoe.
2: story before, but uh, as much as I am don't feel like touting Conway all that often, but... Uh I did hear him talk about how um you know Gwen was basically the comics manifestation of Stan Lee's, you know, love Boy. of his life. Uh, right now life. Cool. Um and, and that Conway, I believe his quote was, wasn't interested in a shiksa. So <laughs> he, uh, he was attracted to raven haired uh the whore. He brought so, the whore in. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she is. She's the a whore. with the body in. Nah, uh, she's, a, she's a whore. Again, every time you mention this silly argument, I will bring up to you. <laughs>
3: Sleep with Norman Osborn, did she? Exactly. She was getting...
1: <laughs> that never, that should never happen.
3: 55-year-old <laughs> guy. guy. Oh, I'll uh, say It never happened. Daddy But
1: <laughs> well, I have the issues. So, also, I just choose she not, she not to remember.
3: that it That it happened in, which I believe is canon. So... Snap! Poor uh, girl. I mean, look, uh, Gwen was getting
2: a Cleveland steamer from an industrialist. <laughs> <30. laughs> Freaking MJ was banging that's, out. That's a, not right. I bet she had
1: the headband a, on too when he out was doing it. in the coffee shop. All right, this is this is ridiculous. Stop talking about this. This is t- it's terrible. Don't don't disparage <laughs> against Gwen.
3: Coffee bean was uh, quite the uh, quite the pickup joint.
1: It was. If if young um, Harry could score in the coffee bean, anybody could score with those cornrows in his head. Not right. Not right. Just
3: ahead of his time. Stop, <laughs> dude. That's a shame.
0: It is a shame. They both got <laughs> the shitty
1: hair going on.
0: Sorry, cornrows. not a good look,
1: huh? No, not a not good, a good look. look. There you go. Yeah, plow the back 40. Hey, everybody. This is 11 O'Clock Comics 168. (laughs) And as usual, it has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Fantastic. Very deep discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles. Delivered right to your door at the frequency you determined by a costume custodian of the United Parcel Service. And in your travels, I dropped a couple turds on the first issue of this one-time long-running anthology, but I'm very happy to say that they seem to have turned things around with issue number two. Just came in my DCBS box. Paul Chadwick, Neil Adams, Carlos Speed oh, yeah. McNeil, uh, Michael T. Gilbert, Patrick Alexander, Sanford Green, and Chuck Brown, Richard Corbin, making them all look bad, uh, David <laughs> David Chelsea, and some dude named Howard Chaykin. Um The second issue was... A million gazillion times better than really? the first That's I, hear, really, I
2: was, it was way down my stack I was yes,
1: I really enjoyed this issue the neil adams 's blood still doesn 't make a whole lot of sense, but it doesn 't really have to because it 's beautifully <laughs> illustrated uh, uh like I said corbin's great there there there's uh, a nice, diverse array of comics in here you have. Uh, borderline superheroes you have cartoony type funny animal stories Michael T. Gilbert who does everything well but he's more you know in tune with the horror genre Shaken mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Speed McNeil who is I think uh, Gilbert Hernandez good at this point she's yeah,
0: cool. I can wow. see that. yeah I can see that
1: she's wow. really good and the god of comics Neil Adams is in here uh, so that makes a whole lot of sense, but yeah, the cover is not. You know Neil's, makes no Neil's sense? finest hour, They're
2: but rebooting Batman Odyssey.
3: <sighs> rebooting it.
0: Still, do, we
1: to, do we have that to? Do we have to talk about like. this?
3: Really? What? Really?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But wait, how many issues are left?
1: Uh, <laughs> I think it went up to seven.
0: Oh really? <laughs> Wasn't it a finite series? It was a twelve yeah. issue. It was a twelve issue wow. series.
1: Twelve or thirteen, yeah. I think it was. Twelve, twelve or thirteen, yeah. And um, uh, it just dropped off the faces. I mean, how many times have I tweeted? Where the That's hell the is floor? Batman? Odyssey? it just was never solicited. So yeah, they're going to start it over again. I don't know how they're going to do that. <laughs> I, know
0: uh, I,
1: I, I really, I really don't care. But just, <laughs> I, I have my issue of Bruce slapping alfred and calling so him a wait, pussy in so, a bitch, so, when, so that, when, that's okay.
0: when neil saw that, that he was rebooting he he thought of in his title too? Uh, maybe. Oh,
1: do you okay. have to be shit on neil? who's <laughs>
0: neil asking the question?
1: <laughs> there are certain untouchables in this yeah. this uh, uh <laughs> thing think yeah he is. yeah he is.
0: and hmm. and and, uh, and illustrations by jeff Darren. i will forget.
1: and oh yeah there's a shaolin cowboy on the back cover. Yeah. Uh, fighting this pterodactyl type dinosaur creature—it's gorgeous. And there's wasn't a frog. He riding,
0: wasn't he writing the creature back the first issue?
1: I now that you, I don't remember.
3: Okay. I don't yeah, remember. I think I'm gonna buy some some Darrow art. You know, I've got the I've got the the Rusty the Boy Robot. You know, the it's like I don't know, like five by twenty or so. But I want to get I want to get a big Darrow piece. One of these
0: days.
1: Yeah. It's worth it.
3: Yeah. They're oh, not, you know, they're, they're no, nah, they're, they're pretty reasonable.
1: Disgu- they're disgustingly reasonable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. the funny. I feel
2: bad, dude. I got to tell this little story real quick. So I had mentioned a while ago that I had bought a, uh, a James Stokoe page. For, uh, yes. Right? So now I did it uh, a little bit, little, little bit after some of the other guys in the forum were talking about having done theirs, right? And I know that a lot of them had gotten their pages. So. I I was in communication with the with the LA dealer, you know, and and uh, Robin, and uh, it was all good, and I was paid, and you know, sent me an email saying, "Hey, do you, you want uh want James to you know personalize it at all? You know this." So I was like, you know, it's good. It was about over a month ago, right? So they said, "Oh, you know, right in the mail." I was like, "All right, great." Wait and wait nothing. So like two weeks ago, I I dropped an email, hey, you know, I haven't gotten the page. Just curious, what's going on? don't hear back. So I'm like, hmm, Oh no. Oh shit. So I, I write him last week, you know, Hey, it's been over a month, you know, since I thought the page was getting in the mail. What, what's going on? Don't really hear anything. So now I'm getting, I'm like, wait a minute. But they, I mean, he, he's, he's totally sent out everybody else's pages and stuff. And he sent me an email. So I just wrote him something like just two or three days ago saying, Hey, listen, I mean, I, I dropped an email last week. I didn't hear back, but, you know, it's, it's been four or five weeks now, and I just want to make sure it didn't get lost in the mail. I mean, it, did you not send the page out yet? Don't I feel like a douche, dude? <laughs> the, there's been a postal strike in Canada. Oh, oh really? Yeah, a postal strike the last few weeks in Canada. I didn't know that. After, How I did do those that, people I, live up there? I have forgotten. So, oh. so they wrote back real nice, like, no, just like, oh, hey, Jason, um, You know what? We we put it in the mail two days ago after the postal strike ended. Well, you should get it this week. And I was like, I am a (laughs) dude. I'm like, if I had just remembered this. So yes. So apologies to uh, Robin at InkStuds for any pestering I may have done uh, unintentionally. He was very gracious about the whole thing. uh, When I'm sure he was probably thinking, like, does this fucking guy have a clue? So my bad on that. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, had a little postal issue going on. So you
0: must have thought a, a comic book. I was uh, sending it out to you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh
1: wow. I mean, how does society what, continue huh? without the friggin postal service?
3: Email P S. <laughs> and email? Yeah.
1: Uh, nah. no. You, you need <laughs> a postal service.
2: Well. There, I can live without what, them. Well, the strike. Huh. So any travels, what else should be people reading?
3: Oh um, <laughs> Uh, I am catching up on something that I was really remiss in, in not having read. And, uh, kudos to Marvel for, uh, for Ooh. re-releasing this or, or releasing it in trade. Uh, it is the Mark Wade and Mike Waringo Fantastic Four. Oh
1: shit, that stuff is great. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's legit- that's legitim- ne-
3: legitimateness. Yep. Never, I've never read it. And uh, whenever they released the trade, I, I made sure to, uh, to pre-order it and got it in last week, and I'm about an issue in. and it, of course, looks just like a comic book should look. I mean, yes. it's just Waringa was so good and, and just nails those characters. And Mark Wade, I mean, that, that, he, is, he is a Swiss army knife of writers. That guy can write pretty much any style of of comics. So uh I'm looking I'm looking forward to this. Wait Absolutely. till you get to uh
1: one of the last issues. They 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 run into someone.
3: Oh how, yeah. Uh, yeah that's great. How many um how many issues did they do?
0: It was uh it was only a few years. I it was it was less than probably forty. Yeah
2: okay. I would say that's right. About yeah. that long run. It's, it's, like three it's years th- worth maybe three a little more than
1: that. It's yeah. three of those big ass hardcovers. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, I would say like thirty six around there.
2: Okay, Same and I mean it's music to New it's, Mutants ears. have
0: some. You have some Gene uh, you, you Ha in there also. I mean, you have. Uh, I think I reported it. There's there's a couple issues where uh, where gets pretty good artists to, to fill in for Mike. But the um, uh, since McDuffie did not get to write the foursome all together at at, at one time, I will say that. The Wade, Ringo and Kessel Run was the last great Fantastic Four run.
3: Well, there you go. I will say, I will I, say. I, I know,
0: I know. People will disagree. I'll take your word for it. I have, have to agree JMS, with you. On that. and you've had you've had Miller and, and Hickman right since then. So you did say great, though. Yep. Yeah,
1: and that. None of those are, are an example of great, in my opinion. Being, yeah. Uh, yeah. how so how I'm cute is Susie the, at the at oh, the hands of? That, oh you know? my God!
0: And oh, and 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 the whole Doom changeover. Yeah. It, it was great shit, man. And and and, and yeah. <laughs> and under new management with oh yeah, you're you're in for a treat, Chris. Cool, good. Uh, I did not get to talk about the anthology. I will just say to to go out and and or not, not go out and get it, but but order uh low concept there is great stuff and I will talk more in detail about it later. As far as in your travels, um I'd recommend this because it's free from the uh from the digital arm of <laughs> comic book service. Uh I uh I sent, you can get this in this C B Z or C B R format or a PDF. I um it's uh it's called Holmes as in Sherlock Holmes Incorporated. And, uh, and, and I just started it's an anthology by, written and illustrated by Tomorrow's Superstars because you know you haven't heard any of these people. However, Holmes Incorporated, the, the concept, the characters were created by none other than Mr. Ty Templeton. Oh. Yes. Nice. Uh, but it's, uh, it's the Toronto Cartoons Workshop Presents, so instead of waiting for it in the mail, you can just go, go get the, uh, the free version from, from the, what's it, my, damn it, my digital comics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's over 50 issues, it's, it's over 50 pages uh, of comics, kind of some, some really great art, some, uh, um, some, it's just, it's, it's unique. Apparently, it, it's, in the future, you have Holmes' uh, descendants, homies, and uh, they—it's uh, it's, uh, it's, Holmes' it's, is homies. They're, they're a group of uh, of, of detectives, and, and they're all uh, they're all related to to Mycroft or Watson or Sherlock, and and, uh, and oh. it's just it's it's family, and I, it's it's a neat concept. And I'm—I'm and I'm just getting through the—I'm uh, just starting the anthology, but there's this some, uh, some really good, strong stuff here art-wise and uh, and, and some nice indie-feel type art, but uh, I, I say give it a shot, especially if um, you don't have much to lose. Chris will read that. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: You know, you know what I'm reading on the iPad? I downloaded it and Call Me a Thief, but these issues are not available in uh, currently published editions, and the ones that were published are so outrageously expensive you can't even touch them. I'm reading Captain Marvel and the Monster Society of Evil. Have you ever read oh, nice. that stuff? Oh, my. No, 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 no. This oh. is the original stuff. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. my God. They're so good. Uh, they're Dr. Savannah and Mr. Mine. It's just incredible stuff. And uh, there was an edition published way back when that I passed on like a dumbass. And then... What was it? Last year, DC solicited uh, a newly uh, a new uh, printing of the Monster Society of Evil, and they they, can- yeah. they they canceled it. They, it's not going to be printed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. bummer. So it is fantastic. Ugh. Yeah. Nice. Whatever. All right. Thank you for being here with us. Hey, uh, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. Go got ahead. A plane to catch. I, so knew, I knew. I cool, knew. I was going to do you a favor. Go ahead.
2: Shit. <laughs> Nah, dude. In your travels, uh, especially because I will not be here next week. Um, in this month's previews, be sure to give a strong look at uh, a original graphic novel that is coming your way in September from Image Comics by uh, good friends of the show, Kevin Mellon and Dennis Hopeless. Uh, this is Love Struck. Great it's 192 pages. Yeah. Uh, black and White. OGN they've been working on it for a long time. This is a labor of love. They've had a few fits and starts with publishers. It's finally coming out. Um, and I'm really excited about it. It's basically a modern look at uh, what would happen if um, fucked up people had a way of uh, sort of getting cupid powers. So uh, it's re- it sounds like it's going to be a blast. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, their last collaboration on Gearhead uh, back in the day. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for them, and I'm excited to uh, to see the work. So
1: me too. For what that's worth. All right, people. Thank you for being here with us once again. This is eleven o'clock comics and join us next week right here. We're not gonna leave. We'll be on uh. the i we'll be on the iTunes. Jason won't be here next week, but we will. This is true. Yep. If you want to be on with us, send us <laughs> money and you can <laughs> yes, send us Send, us, <laughs> send us, money. <laughs> us money and you can come <laughs> on <out> with us.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, gonna miss you, buddy. Have a great trip. Thanks, dudes. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited. Thanks, man. Yeah, it uh, should be a good time. I'll uh, see you
2: all in uh, two weeks. alright you're, go- you're going go- go-
1: for two weeks?
2: Uh, well, we're going for 12 days.
3: Son of a bitch.
1: That's two episodes. Of- no, 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 no,
2: no,
3: no, 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 no. I'll be back. be back. It'll be It'll be bad. Bad. Just in time. I'll be back just in time for uh, two weeks. Okay. Hey,
2: that's good with the for math. Yeah, long long as, you- as long as you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Save bye 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 he's overstayed out you're welcome I think so no i